0: Yeah. All right, welcome to another episode of the Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Noor. Oh, dollar Rice. <laughs> Who else do we have? Um Daniel here, Chief of Usagi.
1: We got Mars, Mars Bar. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome. We we were super excited. We got an amazing guest. Exciting stuff. We've seen her all over social media and all that kind of stuff. And um, man, we're excited to get into it. So, no further ado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Melissa Yu welcome Hi Hi. thanks Hello. so much
2: for having me i'm very excited to be a part of this
0: oh
3: thank excited you for being to here, have you here yeah. yeah i know you've had a busy day i have ha- yeah. i have
2: a busy day every day but yeah. um you know i think it's all about intentions and what do you put as priorities so mm-hmm. this is pretty definitely cool. awesome,
3: yeah. well, i think awesome. i even saw in your story you had like five meetings, <laughs> meetings or something today. like yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: did a quick vlog in the car and then now <laughs> yeah, here i am so <laughs> on a
3: saturday even
2: yeah tomorrow yeah. as well so oh. well,
3: well thank you thank yeah. you very much for joining good. us yeah yeah. I think we had a. What was our, what was our
0: right. interesting we're question? Like, we were like, let's, let's oh just yeah. break the ice a little. If you could have a meal with one person, famous, dead or alive, hundreds of years ago, right now, who would you pick?
1: This is
2: breaking <laughs> the ice. <laughs> 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 this is like serious. Icebreaker. It was either this Straight or up uh, question. Yeah, know. no, good, good. I like it. Get straight to the point. Um, They can be dead or alive. Yep. Yeah. Famous real person, yeah. or not real can they be
0: okay okay twist. all right one person real one person not real
2: okay <laughs> cuz the first person that jumped into my mind would be harry potter oh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i had to <laughs> clarify that question i'm a massive harry potter series Oh,
0: and wow. Girl, okay. interesting
2: um, one? You, Yes, very interesting. Um, that being said, then J.K. Rowling would also probably Ooh. be one. Oh, okay, all there right. Okay, okay.
0: Ask the follow-up question then. <laughs> all right. Now that you've mentioned two people, uh-huh. then okay. If you were in an ocean, you can only save one person. They're both in the middle of the ocean, right? You roll up, and it's J.K. Rowling on <laughs> one side, <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> on the other. Who are you saving?
2: I'd. Oh, uh, you didn't even get me to jump into my rationale for them too, but um. I'd say J.K. Rowling because without her, there would be
1: no Harry Potter. That's true. Right. That true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the mastermind behind it. Ah, That's that it. That's idea. it. Makes yeah. sense.
3: Okay. Alright. Well, welcome though. <laughs> so random. That was. <laughs> <Yeah. so> random. We had to just <laughs> jump. <laughs> probably into didn't a think you guys were gonna go there, but yeah. Well, yeah, thank you very much for coming down. Um, I think probably best to start off with um, like a bio about yourself, or like yeah. you know. You know your background or your upbringing, all the kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know yeah. how deep you want to jump into it with that kind of question, but yeah, just for the people listening,
2: <laughs> for those that don't know, I'm watching the video, there's a massive photo of my face <laughs> on these guys' script. <laughs> so I'm like, they've check. done, they've done so their <laughs> <laughs> research. Um, so that's, I'm like, oh damn, that's <laughs> why I flip the
3: page. I'm like, no, I, I don't want it. you to see it. that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'll go, I'll um, introduce myself a little for your audience that doesn't, yeah, sure, may yeah. not have context for who I am. So my name is Melissa Yu, I'm currently 29 years old and I, I grew up in the southeast suburb so I think a lot of you might be able yeah. to relate. Yeah. Uh, the suburb that I grew up in was Paterson Lakes, so probably more towards the Frankston Mornington Peninsula end. Yeah. And in the 90s I grew up in a time where there was no Asian communities in that yeah. area. So my whole family, I would say I was one of the only... Chinese families growing up in that area. If you don't know where Patterson Lakes is, I'd, I recommend looking up Home and Away. It's very like Summer's Bay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I picture it. Lots of palm trees, lots of lakes, lots of beach sort of upbringing. So before I even, I guess before I even had any self-awareness or social context, it's like I was born to stand out, like, right. and not in a necessarily good way. Because mm. in as a child and as a kid growing up in Australia, I think what we do is we just try to do anything we can to fit in and to yep. blend in. So, just simply by the color of my skin, I felt like life just was already going to set me on yeah. another path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am so grateful for that, though. Those those challenges and that really brought me to the person that I am today.
0: Yeah,
2: sure. My parents divorced when I was three. And then I'm going wait, Is this like no, This is giving me questions. No, no, okay, okay. I could have right. done 30 seconds, but let me take you on a journey <laughs> no, here. No, this no. is awesome. Um so yeah, my parents split up and my it wasn't one of those nice yeah. divorces. Okay. It was pretty bad. We had children's court involved, child custody. Mm-hmm. And my mum ended up losing, I suppose, the court case. And she then remarried and moved over to sydney so my stepdad and my mum started a new life in sydney and i went to live me and my brother my older brother of two years lived with my grandma and my dad and we grew up in primary school and so forth so that was kind of the first my first fork in the road where there were challenges and mental health issues there we'll mm-hmm. talk about why i'm super passionate into mental health in a minute But that was kind of like, this is all my fault at four years old. Why are my parents splitting? Maybe it's me Um, going to school. Why isn't anyone else Chinese? Okay, let me try and blend in a little bit and like pretend to be another culture, another race. I dealt with a lot of that sort of stuff without even having that conscious awareness of it. That was kind of fine. I went into high school, quite a bubbly student, quite high achieving, naturally, uh, very independent. I was forced to be very independent quite early on. And so then high school moved in and wanted to study psychology. I guess that came from that parents divorcing, going through a little bit of that depression, wanting to fit in. Mental health just seemed like the thing to go. So from a very early start, I wanted to be a psychologist. And I studied my way through high school and then eventually into uni studying psych. Um,
3: Where'd you study your psych? Monash. Oh, Monash, yeah. Literally,
2: that's, yeah, yeah. just that's here, it. man, yeah, represent. Yeah. Yeah. So Monash Clayton, it's an yeah. amazing school, amazing uni. Um, I had to choose between Melbourne and Monash, and it was really a no-brainer, the the culture and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's incredible. That's cool. Yeah, and then, so straight out of high school, though, for that 18-year-old gap, I was like, yeah, my freedom and everything, mm. and it was pretty cool, Um, and I fell in love. So 18, I had boarded a late-night train and – I saw a guy there, it was like an empty carriage, it was just me and two other girlfriends, we we're pretty already intoxicated sort of thing, and saw a boy there, and I was like fascinated by him, he just he just looked really different and looked really unique, and I was quite confident at the time, and him being solo, it was like just a power in numbers, so I'm like, <laughs> hey man, how are you, had a little bit of a banter, and... Super keen, He was really, really good looking. And I was like, Hey, is your name Gus? On the back of his hip top phone at the time. Like they had these massive swipe phone things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that anyone remembers. No, nah, none yeah, of us. Yeah, that remember. was <laughs> <laughs> probably before your time. But you used to like slide and on the back of the phone it'd have this just massive sticker yeah. label like this size, um, saying G U S. And it was like Gus. And I'm like, Hey, is your name Gus? And he was like, Yeah, and I'm like, Oh, well, my name is Mal. And we had a little bit of a chat, and I was like, Can you open my cruiser bottle? And he <laughs> like <is> so <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah, right. Can you imagine it? Yeah. Frank and train line as well <laughs> 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 oh, no. and um and he happily obliged and we both knew it was a twist top so mm. uh and then from there it was kind of like f- went into this huge journey of falling in love for the first time That's amazing. yeah and yeah. i went into this massive journey of like the first of everything moving in together um going overseas together for the first time buying a car for the first time and all this incredible stuff for the first time mm. He helped me all the way through uni. I studied psychology, went and graduated with my honours in psychology, did the four years in that. And then we went – sort of had a gap year and we went travelling and did a lot of stuff. Um, I'm going to skip it forward a yeah. bit and then we can go down a bit. Um, then 2014, January, after six years of being together with my partner, my partner, Garth died by suicide. And now that, would I would say, would be the second biggest fork in the road for me after my parents divorced. I felt like – oh that's even just saying that now I'm like that's heavy um at 23 year old that was heavy for me and there was a lot there so we can unfold a little bit there later but then throughout that journey of healing and understanding like what what is my purpose here why am I here when something that traumatic happens I think when you're so young and unexpected and your life goes into this crisis it you can either go two ways you can either fold or you can get up off the like off the ground and um figure out what it is and how you can find meaning out of this yep. mess and this mm-hmm. pain. So that's kind of where my journey took me. I think like I'm so grateful for my psych background. I yep. think without that psychology background and the foundations, it wouldn't have set me up to be able to heal or like just grieve
4: yep.
2: in it yep. without that process or mm-hmm. logic to like what is actually happening right now. So that was 2014 and it took me on this massive journey of not being so academic anymore Gus was incredibly I'd say creative he Mm. was head to toe covered in tattoos he had massive spaces in his ears long like real rock star sort of vibe and I was like this nice little Chinese (laughs) girl (laughs) (laughs) studied studied at uni (laughs) and I went to all these cute (laughs) events um so it it forced me to kind of just like hey what's really important here and what's like is this all there is and what is the meaning of life because he was this really colorful sort of character. So, I ended up falling into a role that um, led me completely out of psych and I started running the Australian Tattoo Conventions.
4: Okay.
2: So, So, um, my boss at the time then saw the opportunity, got me a PA role as a personal assistant and I scaled that pretty quickly and excelled quite well at that and for the better of four years, we literally travelled every major city around Australia and serviced these Australian Tattoo Conventions. and. What I really loved about that was tattoos was just such a big way of being able to like celebrate authenticity and like who we were and behind tattoos, I was always so curious at like, what does the journey behind that mean? You know, it's, it's so much more than a tattoo for people that get tattooed, you know? And so that was kind of the journey that I really wanted to express. It was in a way also incredibly healing, losing my partner um, who was covered in tattoos and then being able to experience a bit of his world and going through that um that role finished up in 2017 I kind of hit a glass ceiling after four years traveling all those shows and it was real incredibly rewarding got me a lot of skill set but it was then time to sort of like look what else was beyond that and how else can I start creating a legacy for my own mm-hmm. and what can I do to contribute um so I th- ironically and the next natural thing is to start my own business yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um it it wasn't really like that but kind of ignorance and stuff it was kind of like well i'm just gonna like be an entrepreneur and like start this stuff. Yeah, yeah i'm gonna yeah. do my own thing yeah. i'm gonna be my own boss i'm gonna work for myself all this really cool stuff and i looked at the mark and was like okay my skill set is in trade show and events yep. okay and exhibitions yep. and what does melbourne need as an entrepreneur the whole pro- thing is to solve a problem yep. so what is it that my skill set can provide and where can i solve this problem Um, outside of tattoos the next thing that I kind of loved was fashion Mm. in particular streetwear and street culture fashion so I started looking at the market and it's like hey there's actually nothing here um, in Australia that does a platform that services brands streetwear brands and brings customers to them face to face
3: actually yeah I can't think of it Right? (laughs) the only
2: the only thing that there is is like markets mm. or really underground stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So nothing's really popping that's making street culture like actually invited by the mainstream yeah. like yeah, culture true. and getting recognized compared to the Americas and the Europe's of the world. Yep. Australia's falling a little bit short. Mm. And we've got so much creativity here, we've got so much richness in culture, just no real big platform to share it. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do that. Mm. <laughs> and, awesome. Um so that's kind of how Ego Expo was born, and that's how cu- my business model was born.
4: Mm. Yeah, Saturday, so,
2: do. yeah. Let's so see. now, ego yeah, ego expo is Australia's current largest and uh, lifestyle uh, celebration of street culture. And what we do is we're basically a melting pot of street culture everything from fashion, sport, music, uh, street food, street dance, and street art wow. all in one. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like me in a nutshell. That's kind of what I'm doing now. I've started an events agency. Ego Expo was our flagship event. It's our yeah. largest event. But as I said, with all these other meetings and stuff throughout the year, I'm also event planning everything from concept to delivery. So yeah, we okay. have corporate clients. We do restaurant launches. We do weddings. That's we incredible. do fundraisers. And that's kind of what that I've been doing. <laughs> it, it definitely keeps me busy. But it's so much fun when it's, um, you're, you're really building something and you're seeing something yeah. start from absolutely nothing to then where it's at and now you know getting invited on podcasts getting recognized and sort of all this stuff and yeah. being able to share that knowledge yeah. and being able to then apply all that mental health stuff in my journey like I share that story not to be like having a pity party mm. I share it to give people context yeah. Yeah. and then to actually be like shit this girl's not only gone through something but that's that something has created this amazing beauty yeah. and I wouldn't yeah, have been yeah, able yeah. to see
3: that 5 years ago
0: yeah 100% yeah so that's, that's me. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that gives is so many different, wow. like- Yeah. I feel like there's deep questions, but- and now we mm. fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, now, since you, you worked know. with tattoos so much, how many do you have? What do they mean?
2: Yeah, I, um, oh, I'm wearing pants right now, so <laughs> I can't really um, show them all off. I, I have enough. a few. I'd like to say that I'm an art collector, so I don't have just one tattoo artist. I've been tattooed by some of the world's greatest artists in Australia and around the world. Yeah. Having this role, you kind of get access yeah. To, yeah. to Nico Hurtado. Uh, I was
0: literally thinking awesome. Nico. Yeah, and then
2: to Norm Love Letters. like wow. So all these American ones, but then also like shout out to Mystic Tattoos from Brisbane. Um, yeah, a lot of Melbourne artists, a lot of Sydney artists, um, Adelaide artists and Brisbane artists as well. So Shout out to Fine Line Tattoos in Richmond Bridge Road as well. There are okay. some of my boys' full moon tattoos. Just, so yeah. many yeah.
4: different So many guys. Not,
2: um, but the meanings behind them look, when it first started, yes, there was so much meaning behind them. Okay. I did. I have Josh Todaro from Grand Illusion um, in Glenferry Road tattoo sort of the dates of Angus's mm-hmm. uh, birth date and death date. Oh, and yeah. um, Gus, when Gus and I had tattoos, so I was getting a l- few little ones here and there. So Gus had a key and i had a locket yeah. so when he passed i had lost the key to my heart oh and man. um i only had the locket left yeah. so they were able to create a really beautiful one like uh piece around that around his birth dates and stuff so wow. that was a really beautiful sentimental piece um the last piece that gus really wanted to do get done and he didn't have the opportunity to was a globe with a snail around it and that represented I want to travel and see the world, but and it doesn't matter the pace that I go.
0: That's awesome. And again, like
2: a really beautiful sentimental that thing. Is. So I decided to get it on me yeah, as well. So um, nice. so, so cool. I've got that as well. But then it kind of just turned into like art. Yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: yeah. So I was like, I like that horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a few bits and pieces that don't really have too much meaning, Fair but enough. then some are really, really sentimental yeah. and deep. It's
3: cool. Awesome. I think you had a crazy idea. Yeah. I I you tell me idea. your crazy. I have none yet. Okay. Um.
2: You're probably one of the, you know what? It's so fascinating because now I feel like in Australia, it's more uncommon to have no tattoos yeah. than to have yeah. tattoos. Yeah. Especially in true.
0: like our demographic. Now, yeah. 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 But I got this like sleeve idea, essentially. I'm one of those people that's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all in kind of thing, right? That um, piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> who knows? But it's really just a money thing, yeah. to be honest at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like a sleeve, basically. So I grew up all around the world. So I was born in New Zealand. My family's Iraqi grew up in the States in North Carolina and Virginia, and then I moved to Qatar, and then I came here 2011, right? It makes no sense. He's been everywhere. <laughs> he's been everywhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you need to meet up with my um, partner, Pierre.
0: Does he travel yeah, crazy? He's like,
2: he, um, his parents kind of cutting your story, but yeah, yeah our uh, totally. parents were both from the UN, so traveled everywhere yeah. with work. Wow. So I'm going to link you guys up yeah, after Yeah, for this. sure. Next episode. Yeah, next episode, sure. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, you have no idea. That's awesome. Damn.
0: So, yeah, so basically it's like I wanted to split my arm into three sections, sort of. Um, Obviously, I'm a Christian, so faith is a huge thing for me. So something up the top, like a cross or um, something to do with my faith. At the bottom third, it's like, um, you know how every birth month has like flowers or stones or all that stuff? So I wanted the birds and the stones for my parents' – oh, sorry, the birds and the flowers for my parents' months. And then in the middle, I wanted to get the landmarks of every city that I grew up in wrapped into one, like around the arm, into like one scene. And so it's like – all the change in my life between the two constants.
2: How yeah. deep and amazing is that? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a really great.
0: Well, we'll see that's when I'm rich one. enough to get
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you know, the tattoos, is, it's or a process and connect. it's a journey. No, yeah, I'm one, yeah. I can connect you. This two, guy's getting <laughs> <laughs> older. <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah, I know. No, <laughs> I'll give you the connections, anyone you want. Just give me some info like designs if you want, like black yeah, and grey artists or yeah. realism, whatever it is, I've got you. But it's a process and it's a journey. So you can just do outline and then like hell no I'm not going to sit like in yeah, a chair yeah, yeah. for 14 <laughs> hours you don't want to do that yeah, anyway sure. if you just do it in bite sized pieces yeah. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: start it now it'll be done you know, um, eventually who knows. if you start it
2: today <laughs> it'll be a day earlier than tomorrow <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah that's true <laughs> that's yeah.
0: true boom exactly
1: start yeah. now <laughs>
2: <That's
1: laughs>
3: alright right, right, right after, after this, this everyone goes out everyone goes <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> out after this <laughs> podcast get in that tattoo is this the motivation you probably needed then
3: or something for real but, yeah, you, so you've had a really, like, interesting, like, rounded, like, life. And, like, I mean, you're young still as well. Yeah. So it's like you've done so much and experienced so much, like, you know, growing and to where yeah. you are now. So you've, you've kind of said you've had two forks in your road almost. had really. many
2: in between, but I'd say those were the major. big, two major yeah. real crisis points. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So speaking on, like, the first fork, which is, like, your um, parents' splitting mm-hmm. that you mentioned before, mm-hmm. how did you go about, like, not blaming yourself because you, you did mention that um you there was a lot of like blaming yourself mm-hmm. of, like did mm-hmm. i caused this mm-hmm. how did you move from there to where you are now looking back and seeing that you actually didn't play a part in any it's
2: like really interesting that. because that is especially that one has not only really found a resolution or healing until very recently okay. in my last year like i'm right. talking this year uh, i was gonna ask wow. you do you wow. talk to With both therapy your parents? Yeah. Mm. no like through therapy Yeah. yeah. okay i actually um I'm a huge advocate for therapy, psychology, and counseling and stuff. Mm. Like, you don't even have to be in crisis. Like, right yeah. now, I still see my therapist. And it's just a check-in. Yeah. It's having someone there kind to be able to say yeah. Yeah. and it's not a friend and you feel like it's not a it's yeah, not yeah. a burden, you're paying yeah. for their services, trust me, you're paying. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like, why
0: wait until you're sick to go that's to you know, correct? To, that's
2: true. correct. To it's like healthy. having a healthcare check. And yeah, yeah. for anyone that's like feeling like they don't know where to start, go to your GP because you get 10 mental health care sessions for free from the government. Nice. That's oh, how I did not even know yeah. yeah. that. Thank you. Know. you. That's how I got LinkedIn. You the Australian government, the system here, we really, really advocate for mental health yes, so you're supported just from having a medicare card and a um you're supported wow. and we're we're really? so rich compared to other yeah. countries yeah. um a, as you know you've traveled around yeah. like there are no other countries that have free health care yeah, like crazy. that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for so sure. so check in with your gp um wasn't <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was getting <laughs> lost yeah. in your story i was like <laughs> yeah mental <laughs> health yeah. um no and then so the fork in the road. Yeah,
0: your parents. <laughs> you how'd you, you like? Yeah, how'd you get past okay. like, you
2: know. Yeah, and I actually held a lot of that for a very, very long time mm-hmm. and I blamed myself and it actually probably filtered into a lot of my other relationships, even into adulthood for yeah. a very, very long time. And I find that's quite common with us when we – when we look at what's showing up in our adult lives or like it's like, why am I lashing out like that? Why am my emotions like that? You can actually, if you break it down and choose to reflect, one, it's incredibly uncomfortable. But yeah. once you decide to commit and have a look at the behaviors, you realize a lot of them are from your childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of them is like, oh well that happened to me because of that. It's like I I had this massive fear that everybody leaves. Right. Um. My parents left. Mm. My mom literally left a state, and yeah. to a child that's four years old, that's the world. Yeah. When you have no access to your that's mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from Melbourne to Sydney, you might now be like, yeah, it's just a flight because it is. But as a kid, you don't have comp- like you can't comprehend. She's that.
0: just gone. Yeah, she's yeah. gone, yeah.
2: and I was living with my grandma, and there was not that my grandma wasn't a bad grandma. She wasn't my mom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was so super yeah. hard for me. So I held a lot of that, and then growing up, um. I just had this thing that everybody leaves and that's just what I started developing and thinking. No one was to tell me I was wrong because mm. I'd go out and I'd validate that too. I'd look for that. So then when Gus died, mm. whoa, that was like that yeah. thought, that belief system that right. everybody leaves was just like solidified. Yeah. I was like, that's it. I'm alone. I'm independent. And I got this, but there's nobody that's going to, there's nobody out there that's going to be able to be part of this. Cause I'm, you know, on my own, I've always got my own back yeah. and it became this attitude that I developed and I was super independent but not in a really healthy way because as humans, we need connection. Yeah. yeah. We actually need people. Yeah, we, do. we need family. Yeah. We need friends. So um, that not blaming myself took a lot of work mm-hmm. and that could only happen as my, an adult self now, wow. having the understanding and the reflection to go back there and go, it's not your fault. But if – I don't know. I could have maybe had that without the awareness for a long, very long time. It yeah. did. It carried on throughout school and everything. Yeah but i'm glad to say that now i have the the humility to go back there and yeah. the understanding to be like actually my parents splitting up was not my fault yeah. yeah i wish that what you said when it's like i think you nearly went into like maybe i talked to my parents mm. i wish my parents could have provided me that yeah but they were they love me they just didn't have the skills yeah. to be able to explain yeah. that to me
0: do you think it might be and like an an asian thing as well cuz like for example, i have heaps of asian friends my girlfriend's asian mm-hmm. all that stuff and it's like i know that shout the, out to the, asian. shout out <laughs> to the asians <laughs> but it's like i know that the relationship between kid and parent is really different like um even when it comes to things like you know physical touch and all that stuff so like as arabs it's like if i see my friends parents it's like oh you you know you hug them you kiss their cheeks all that that's how we do it right um parents always like it's very oh, close less. relationships all that kind of stuff but i know like a lot of my yeah. asian friends like just to you know blanket statement yeah. right um it's not like that it's like parent kid right um
2: and that blanket statement has valid like it's truthful in that sense so um asian culture for us it's it is very like we show emotion through other ways like money (laughs) um and if dad's gone out to work it's a sign of love but they might not ever say i love you yeah Yeah. so for someone that for me i'm super empathic and i need i You need, I love you. For me to actually feel love, like, and my partner knows this now, it's like, I need to hear it and I need it in gifts and I need it in cuddles and I need it in like touch. And for me, I just never, it was so hard because I never got that from my parents. And mental health is also a thing that's really not talked about in Asian communities, if at all. It's a shame if you have it. Um, And again, not their fault. Just culturally, no one's been educated. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. No one knows different. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. No one knows any different. So, like, you know, ignorance. Sometimes it's like it, it can hit a whole culture. Yeah. And yeah, so that was. I think that was really hard. Um, both parents loved me, but they weren't. They weren't the people that I would go to if something was wrong emotionally, because yeah. they they just couldn't provide that support.
3: I think yeah. something cool that you mentioned. I have one of your little one of your captions here. I think it's actually it's not a caption. It's from your book coming up so that's a little quick plug for that as well <laughs> we'll probably jump into that after but it's an um, excerpt from the synopsis so you said something along the lines of like somehow before we can even come to terms with like you know grief and, and pain ourselves like we form these calluses and um, on our hearts and negative belief systems so i found that really really cool because not a lot of us realize that we put that like almost band-aid and and that um that what's the word i can use that answer um to the problem ourselves that might not actually be the correct um reasoning so when you said that um when you were trying to you know learn how to deal with the pain of um or, or not blame yourself for your parents um you know divorce mm-hmm. and splitting up mm-hmm. like how do you go about like un, you know removing that kind of ex, like excuse or, or reason that you've put and you walk around with that for quite a while so how does yeah. someone even go about removing that kind of a?
2: Cause that's the thing. When I say calluses around my, our hearts, think about like what a callus is. It's a strong, it's a thickness yeah. in the yeah. skin, right? From going through too much, and then it ends up developing this layer over it to protect it. And in another way, it's almost like it's building your walls up high yeah, and yeah. not letting anyone in. So when even when the right people come along, you've built your walls up so high that you're not even giving them a chance yeah. to let them in. That's you doing that. Yeah. It's when people, it's people put out their hand, and you're not even looking that way, so you can't even and grab that hand for someone to lift yeah, you up. Yeah. And that's what I find we we do do that when we don't have that awareness when we're in pain it's like well, sometimes we like to mull it like yeah. cuz that's even that's more comfortable than reaching out and yeah, seeking yeah, help. Yeah. Like the misery or the loneliness and for me like I became really identified to that story of like I had said earlier that independence like I'm I don't know I've got my own back and I've survived this much everybody can leave because mm-hmm. I got me. Mm-hmm. And um that just wasn't the right attitude. For me to have to truly heal and to live yeah. a life of fruition as well, like for me to really celebrate life, I had to take other people on that journey with mm-hmm. me, and so it meant I had to, I had to remove the calluses by going back there, and that no one else is going to do that for me. Yeah. That's my own work. I had to go back to the in, like my inner child. I had to go back to when I was four as an adult, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had to then. Re- you know bring those memories back up of mum leaving i had to bring those emotions up of my parents splitting up and feeling like it was my fault to then retrain it and like i had to basically rewrite my own narrative going into the story and going if i at my adult healthy self what can i do in this Mm. in this um in this memory to make it not so painful anymore and so I had to go back to my memories and kind of forgive myself. I had to go back to my memories and be like, it's not your fault. Mm. I had to go back to my memories and say, you, you are good enough. Mm. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Wow. Without cutting off it because I know all of us have got yeah. so many different yeah. questions, but still on this, like, yep. so you said it's taken like up to basically recent before you can ever able to do that, years. you know, like, so how, because there's a lot of like young kids dealing with yep. a lot of these, also these situations and these questions. These Especially issues. with divorce, because it's, yeah. like, it's crazy now the prevalent. statistics, like what, half of marriages? So, yeah, one in three or half or and something. I don't like. know how many of those have kids, but. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so like I'm sure a lot for mm-hmm. someone like 17 or even 13 mm-hmm. or 12 how can they even now because they're still in the midst of the story now mm-hmm. you know how can they feel? you know one, what I mean? if
2: they're listening to this then bless their hearts because i think more than ever now though um we have so much access yeah right so get listen start listening to these mindset podcasts start listening to positive energy like The people that you surround yourself with matters. Who you surround yourself with matters. So for me, I... Like if I could have started this work earlier, oh gosh, I would. But that being said, I think now is still early. Like there's no time like now. I could have blocked all of this out and you see it in humans when they have a midlife crisis or when they're 50 or 60 and then they finally wake up and it's like, oh my God, there's so much work to be yeah. done. So like if you are now between in that high school phase and there's so much going on between 13 and 18, there's there's not only school pressure, then there's friendship groups and then you have a fight and it's you literally feel like things are the end of the world and then mm. your parents are divorcing no. or there's abuse in the family or drug and alcohol. There's so much going on right now. Yeah. It feels like there's so much to deal with. But if you can silence all of that and I think really tune into who you are and what you want out of life, like you will be undefeatable. And anyone that is going through any of that, realising that you're not alone,
4: Yeah,
2: like I'm just sharing you a story now that's of someone that has gotten to the other side, which is why I'm writing the the book. But it's like there is another side to it. There always is. It's It might be so heavy for you to lift up or like for you to like try and see that light at the end end of the tunnel but it's like if you can just find whatever it is that that's tiny little amount of faith that's literally all you need right it's just a little bit of hope that that silver lining can get you through so much
0: yeah for sure
1: i was even gonna mention because i sort of growing up not long ago probably like six years ago my parents also went through like a rough time where my dad was overseas my mom was here and they're kind of like not a divorce because i haven't officially like done the divorce but they've been separated Separated. and stuff Mm -hmm. and it was kind of mostly hard on me I have four other siblings but they were able to detach themselves from the situation whereas I was kind of dragged into it Mm -hmm. so like my question for you would be what role did your like your siblings play in it were you guys able to talk to each other about it or was it kind of like something that you just felt alone yeah
2: and I can really resonate with that exact story because I like I said, I have so many emotions. So I felt like I was really pulled into this divorce, yeah. and my brother is the polar opposite of me. Your yeah. brother, older, younger? Older, older. by two years. Yep. And so the divorce happened at the same time of us both growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how he dealt with it, detachment is a form of um, is a form of coping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They just choose to not feel, but they are. Mm. It just comes out in different ways. So I felt like that was my brother, and he just went like really into school and like it just didn't seem like it affected him. And then that affected me even more. Yeah. Especially seeing that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was like, why am I crying all the time? <laughs> and why am I like, you know, like just so much risk-taking behaviours. I did I did so much to try and like get attention in terms of like seeking what is going on. And my brother didn't have any of that. Yeah. And that was really, really hard for me because he, again, he wasn't someone that I could speak to. Mm-hmm. And then I have two younger sisters, but they were too young. Like the age gap between us was like yeah. 11 years. So, um that's really hard Mm -hmm. it's really hard to have to have siblings that you're you're just dealing it with different ways you guys are receiving messages and then also healing and trying to process that same information in really different ways eventually I hope for you as well that it will you'll find comfort Mm -hmm. in eventually being able to talk about it but until then The thing is if you're ready to talk about it but they're not, you're going to get resistance because you're not on the same page. Um, And that happens with with a lot of things. Eventually people will catch on. Maybe they never will. Mm -hmm. But you got to keep living your life and raising your standards and living your path because the right people are going to intersect with that and really resonate with that. So you might not have – the tightness or like being able to talk to your siblings about it but you'll find it in a friend yeah you will always show up in different ways you'll find up in, find out in a partner or something or like a cousin there's just or a pet yeah. even like <laughs> you'll be surprised like how much my dog has helped me mm-hmm. in my, and like yeah. we we said like joke about it or laugh about it but it's like i'm serious <laughs> no, no, <laughs> my dog <no>. is <laughs> like really like there's you're never alone yeah mm. you're never alone
1: I think it's always just hard trying to break that barrier down, but it's like it all starts with one conversation. You literally just sit down and tell someone how you feel and you never know how they're going to react. I think that's what I've always been afraid of. It's like, you know, we have this conversation. How's that person going to respond to what I'm saying? Are they going to think that I'm just being weak or... Yeah, so I think that's that's just the thing. It's just break down that barrier and then it continues from there. And
2: and showing that vulnerability and breaking down that barrier, but willing to find the courage to do it again. Definitely. Because... I'm going to be honest. The first time that you break down that barrier and tell someone the result that you might get would be, Oh man mm. up. Yeah. Or like, mm. Oh, why, like don't put your shit on me. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know, there's sometimes it's like, it it's, almost
3: adds another layer to that. And wall, then you go, that point. Oh, I just <laughs> opened <laughs> up yeah. you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you've
2: rejected, not only have you rejected me, you have devalued my yeah. opinion and now made me feel invalidated. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a very, and that is a very, very possible um, outcome. Mm. Yeah. Because, People don't want to deal with such discomfort. Mm. Just remember when someone reacts that way, it's actually not you. It's what they're got, what's yeah. going on for yeah, them 100%. because maybe you brought something up for them because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this person's just found the courage to talk about this yeah. and I've got so much of baggage. my own yeah. stuff. Yeah. I've got so much baggage and you've just shown me that it's like, oh my God, we can talk about it, but I don't, I'm not ready. I'm yeah. not ready yeah. And then it comes out in a reaction like rejection. Yeah. So that's okay too. And then finding that courage to go, okay, maybe it wasn't. this wasn't the right person. Like I was saying, this wasn't my mum or dad, mm. but maybe it was this person. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: No. Keep Actually, trying. Keep yeah, trying. Definitely. It's the same
2: as GPs. It's the same as psychologists. You're not meant to get along with everyone in the world. It would be so boring. Mm. Right? I've <laughs> no like, never at it in that way. No, but you're, n- you're just not meant to. It's the yeah. same as you're not meant to be liked by everyone. We're too unique and beautiful yeah. souls yeah. to have everyone bow down to us and love us. True. That is true. So find the people okay. that vibe with you. Yeah. yeah. yeah
3: speaking on your book the other side that you um, mentioned before such a beautiful name as well um i did hear something actually i was at hillsong conference um like two months ago and the last day there when we're coming back we had an uber driver who mentioned something that was i don't know it's just been stuck in my head now ever since he was like um no it wasn't even the uber driver was it Yeah, it was he was like oh if everyone's having a bad day like it doesn't mean that you have to as well yeah. and then there was also a message preached um during the conference and one yeah. of the guys was like whilst it's still bad, it means it's not final. So, like, there's always going to be, like, that closure to whatever you go through. But, like, speaking on your book, though, um, you're able to talk so openly about, like, you know, your experiences and what you've been through, like, the other side at this point now, which is obviously still, like, a continuing, yeah. like, process yeah. as well. Though. Like, going to the second fork that you speak on, like, in in your life, how does this growth even happen? Like, what were your, rea- like, your feelings, you know, or your, your where was your mind at? instantly at that moment because you were very young
2: you yeah. know. i was what your was age 23 yeah. yeah i was just a bit older but yeah. do you know what i mean and then compare it like losing your partner or something yeah. it's just like you can't yeah. <laughs> um and that's the thing when when people used to joke around at 23 it's like oh what would you do if like gus left you and i'd be like mm. i'd die mm. Like that would just be such a blanket statement mm-hmm. that I yeah. said, if my if my partner left me, I'd die, like been with him for six years. I, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't remember when I was 17. There's so much that happens yeah. between 18 and 23, such critical stuff yeah. that happens. I was like, I don't know. But when the worst thing actually happened and he did pass away, um, it was – suicide's a really necessary topic, okay? Because yes. it's the one form of death that you, you – are left with questions Mm. you're left with so much questions you're left with so much blame you're left with what could i have done more um when suicide shatters a community it really ripples out into neighborhoods schools social media everything especially when it's someone that's young Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: the idea of they had so much life ahead of them and if only they could see the bigger picture unfortunately when someone's going through that all they can think about is the loneliness. Yep. So like the number one cause of suicide is loneliness. Mm. Okay. People die because they don't want to be themselves and they feel that alone. Mm. And it's it is a tragedy, it's a shame and unfortunately it's a it's a sickness. Yeah. It's an illness that That's they can't same. think of yep. that another way. And so when that happened to me, I don't know. It just like I, maybe that detached protector mode sort of came in and I really detached myself from the actual story. Like I'm quite good at processes and working really hard. So I felt like it was like, okay, well, now I just have to make sure the parents are okay and organise a funeral and do all this stuff that 23-year-olds 23 23, yeah, should yeah. not be doing. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, those are the flower arrangements and that's the casket and this is the date wow. and this is the run sheet. It just like – I went into – in a way, like, but that was what was protecting me. Having those yeah, steps, yeah, yeah. Ne- my next steps, and going, this is what I need to do. I need to write a, like, we need to sort out this. I need to write a eulogy. That was kind of what healed me in that immediate two weeks, right? In is it me- the
0: fact that you were just busy? Yeah. 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 It's crazy because I was having this conversation with my dad, like, end of last year because I was, like, feeling a bit down and whatnot. And he's like, just keep yourself yeah. busy. Keep yourself around yeah. people. Keep yourself busy. And I was like, you sound crazy. And it worked. It
2: honestly, Yeah. Worked. yeah. um. To the point – I don't know if there is a better way. It just happened to be my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I wish I could sit down and process it all. But at that time, I think it, your your mind almost blocks – tries to block out that amount of trauma um, from what I what I saw. So uh, this isn't meant to, again, be a pity party, but it's like I found my partner in our family home. Mm. I found him and
3: – It was you that found him. Yeah, that found,
2: yeah, him, that yeah, found yeah. him. And it just – it was like straight into – flight or fight mode so i was like i was just fighting for my life i was just surviving mm. um and i'm very very grateful that i think how i got through it was having a really really amazing social circle i'm talking my so my mom came down she was in china at the time she flew down for the funeral wow. supported me financially in that my friends in immediately like before i knew it the house was filled with family and friends and for that better of a month no one like people babysat me and took it in turns to stay by my side.
3: That's such a switch though, because like you weren't ever thinking you were ever going to be in that space. And the next thing you know, the house is filled and it's like you're being babysat coming from someone who has, like you've said, has been so independent all this time. Like,
2: and I, I reject like, I didn't ask for it and I didn't want it. Yeah. But looking back now, oh my gosh, I needed it. Yeah. I'm talking like my friends didn't let me shower or go, go to the bathroom alone, go to the toilet alone. Someone yeah. came in because they were so scared yeah. of potentially me taking my yeah. own life mm-hmm. as well. Bless their hearts for, you know, being that tired and being also grieving as well, but being my friend and being my rock um, for that time, I'd forget to eat and people like food was just there. Yeah. I'd, yeah. But I didn't have to think about any of that. I didn't have yeah. to people would remind me that it was time to shower. People would mm. remind me. So like that support though, i I realised that that is, it's very rare yeah. and I'm very, very, very fortunate that I had that because yeah. um, that got me through a lot of the, just the day-to-day procedures yeah. because when something like that happens, you're not even looking at a future anymore. You're just trying to get through a minute, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. a minute, sure. you know.
2: Yeah. You're like every minute, let's just go. And then eventually the minutes turn into hours and the hours yeah. turn into days and the days turn into weeks yeah. and weeks Such turn a into pres- months. Like yeah. And, and then now step. it's like now we kind of just remember him on uh annual yeah. like anniversaries and things um and the poison's not so toxic anymore he's not so much always at the forefront of my mind and that loss and that trauma is not always so much at the forefront i still think about him every day mm. every single day yeah. but it's a passing thought and yeah. it's yeah. not debilitating anymore yeah.
3: i think that's the thing it's not debilitating really yeah, yeah that's pretty cool to mention like it's not um yeah, I thought that stops you in your tracks yeah. and it's like saddening now. Yeah. Crippling. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah crippling, cripple, that's absolutely. The of, yeah, I, I'd say that it, it used to be crippling, and even when when people try to compare the trauma and stuff, it's like don't compare it. This is almost like you can even treat it as your worst breakup. When a song comes on, when a memory, when a smell, when a food, you can't go certain
0: places, you can,
2: yeah. yeah. And th- this is how strong the mind is. The mind yeah. will pull memories yeah. from you yeah. for anything, and you're like, I didn't even it know I had yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even know I was thinking about that. There's like even just friendship or anything. Your brain has so much of that retention. Mm. It holds so much of mm. that. So for me, um, yeah, it was just getting through day by day. And then I know it sounds so cliche, but just give it time. Yeah. Any sort of trauma, any sort of pain, you just need to distance yourself enough. You just need to give it enough time and only time will tell. Mm,
1: yeah. And I mean, I can't imagine like what you went through during that moment when said you found him right so just leading up to um the event that did occur so he was going through something like no. there was no
2: there were yeah. no signs nothing yeah so so Gus has had previous attempts before yeah so his first attempt was before I even came into his life so he was okay. 16 so um I won't tell so much of his story because yeah, he's yeah, not yep, here yep, yep. No, of course. I just always try to give the facts mm-hmm. um grew up in Frankston as well probably I would say very risk taking, did uh, like dabbled in drugs, alcohol, mm. and these things will change your cognitive perspective oh and um, thirst for life. But at eighteen, I guess everyone's experimenting and doing s- stuff like that and potentially going down that wrong path. But wouldn't have had, say, the best relationship with um, his parents.
4: Okay.
2: Um. So a lot of that still happened. Just a just a boy trying to find his place in the world. Yep. Really, just like any other guy. Done um, that, yeah, yeah um, trying to you know listening to hardcore music, all of that sort of thing. Trying to figure out what their identity is or place yep. in the world is. And yeah, so he had previous attempts of it, but there were always signs. So there were signs like he would message me and be like, "Like I love you and okay. can't do this anymore," and that would be like whoop alarm bell, yeah. but. That being said, the day that he actually went through with his suicide, it was just another day. Um, we had just gotten back from an overseas holiday to Cambodia mm-hmm. and it was, he literally, we came back on the Saturday and we both had work to start off the year, January 14, uh, mm. 13th, for the start of the year. Okay. Um, and he was a labourer and worked in a very male-dominant uh, field, worked with a lot of concreteers and very macho, alpha male sort of lifestyle and... The hours were long. The pay was good, but definitely
3: 4 a.m. to 4
2: p.m. Yeah. So it's a grind and it's a hustle, but it's physically intense and labor intensive. And also then the culture doesn't allow you to be weak. Mm. Yeah. The culture doesn't even allow you yeah. to show emotion Speaking. because mm. oh, yeah. that's what I mean by like, if you're like, hey, I'm not feeling that great today, boys will shut you down. Yeah, yeah. and Or to joke it about sure. it as well. Yeah, which is stuff. probably sometimes it's even worse yeah. when you joke about it because it's a serious topic. And then, mm. then again, not likely to open up again. So on the day of that, there was nothing. He did get really sick. He um he loved when we were overseas. He loved to try everything on the street street food, and Western cultures just don't really vibe with that. Like he <laughs> he, he was trying like scorpions and spiders and all that stuff know, that like like I couldn't even stomach yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So he actually did get quite sick. Mm. So I felt like that was um the initial thing, it started maybe potentially with a physical symptom. If I was to try and like piece all the pieces together, I'd have the answer But I won't Mm. know, but I call it the perfect storm. Um, It just happened to be a series of events that happened on that one day that led to no one being able to talk to him. I think if someone like a postman ended up knocking on our Mm. door and just Broke his thought. I genuinely feel like he wouldn't have gone through with it. But when you're thinking about taking your own life for five minutes, genuinely, like thinking of taking your own life for five minutes, that feels like a a long, long, long time with no one else to reach out to. And what happens with thoughts is then you just downward spiral, Mm. and then you have no one to break that pattern, and then you just go, you know what? It's just easier if I'm not here. Wow. Wow. And one, one very small decision is very final with this, and. When we talk about ma- male suicide, men have a tendency of choosing very final yeah. methods compared to women, mm-hmm. which is why the male rates of suicide is it's very, very high. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you look at the age, it's between 15 and 30 for men. Yeah. Um, again, because they, they, they choose something that's much more final, like hanging themselves or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. women will choose alcohol or overdose. Just so a softer up. approach yeah. and then end up maybe in hospital. Yeah um and then men are also very analytical in their processes so they can think of a strategy and pro- like and formulate yeah and yeah. act but they actually execute it yeah. so guys are a lot yeah. more practical girls might write a letter and um do that sort of stuff
0: wow. well uh, if you don't mind like i don't know boundaries and stuff but like d- did you know the method that he
2: of course yeah and yeah
0: is that something you're comfortable talking with yeah that, okay. if
2: it's for your audience again Please call Lifeline if any of yep. this yep. triggers you. Yep. 13 11 14 is the number. Okay. It's a 24 hour free counseling service to anyone around Australia. They'll pick up. There's always someone on the other side of the line. So 13 11 14 shout out to Lifeline. Um, yeah. So on the day that he died, I, I came home from work. I worked in hospitality, bistro serving Garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the dream. Yes. So the dream. Like
2: literally waiting in class, girl. But um, came home at about nine and it was one of those really, really hot Melbourne heat waves. It was 41 degrees or something. So by nine o'clock when I got home, it was still so hot. Yeah. I say that because that's one of the biggest memories I have and it triggers it when I have a hot day. Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, it comes up for me. Um, I So he had already messaged me that day saying that he was going to the doctors because he felt really sick, again, from that stomach bug. And he was going home to sleep. And yeah, there was not that was it. Said, I love you, and that was it. Um, when I walked up the driveway, his car was parked in the at the front of the garage, which is where I'd expect it. And I go in and I go into the house and on the coffee table to my left, there's his medical certificate. So again, tick the story of um, him going and feeling sick. And I walked upstairs to our master bedroom and I turned on the light. And to my surprise, he wasn't in bed. He wasn't at home. And um that was like, this is weird, he's got work tomorrow and he told me he was asleep. Um, So I get my mobile out and I call his phone. To my surprise again, I hear his phone ring and that's when it's it does get a, I was a bit worried, um, so I follow the sound of the ringing and I walk back down the stairs and the ringing felt like it it was coming from his car, it was coming from outside. So I walked out and um, tried to find the source of the ringing and it wasn't coming from his car, his car door was locked. I could still hear the phone ringing and was coming from the other side of the garage door so I didn't have the electric uh, gate so you had to go through back the house back through the laundry back uh, backyard yep. to the side door at the back and um I basically ran into him um so I, f- I found the source of the ringing and um yeah so I, I like that's where I guess the blur sort of happened like I don't know mm, yep. when the dog started barking or stopped barking I don't know when the ambulance started coming and the you know the red and the blue lights and um, all I remember was like being collapsed on the kitchen floor, just being like, "Get him down, get him mm-hmm. down!" Wow. Like I just, he needs to get down now. Uh, and that was the last time I sort of really saw him because everything else was done from everyone else. Yeah. Don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, so Gus had hung himself, and probably one of the most common adolescent ways of a male to die by suicide. And yeah, so once you kick back that chair for anyone that is contemplating stuff like that once you kick back that chair there is no going back because yeah. you just can't get down yeah. mm. so like i hope that he's at peace mm. you know and i hope he found that peace but yeah it's still such a final yeah it's just it's just so final
3: yeah. i've heard you yes yeah, say the phrase like or thanks for you,
0: sharing that you, yeah thank way. you yeah. for that yeah. actually that
3: is very tough to like you know um go back no I'm to that appreciate,
2: time, i appreciate i appreciate you guys letting me yeah. be able to have that space to be mm. able to had that comfort so i really hope that that resonates with people
3: i know definitely that people can like yeah feel Related, from that and it yeah. helps them and relate yeah they can relate to it but like i've heard you say like died by suicide is that an intentional s- phrase that you use is that thanks so much for
2: picking that up um, so, I'm a keynote speaker for mental health and suicide prevention now. I advocate a lot in this space and I talk, I've talked about my lived experience before. So, that wasn't, don't worry, I, I've got self-care. Yeah. Um, that was my first time sharing that story. And I say die by suicide because it's the correct way to say when someone dies by suicide. Yeah, right. um, the most common thing you would hear is committed suicide. Yeah. And committed is a word that was once used, uh, associated with suicide because it was once a crime. Suicide Uh, is now no longer a crime. Committed is when you go to jail. It's still now when you commit a crime. So suicide was seen as illegal and suicide was seen as wrong Mm -hmm. and suicide was seen as um, a shame on society, you know, and – I think in some cultural stuff, it is still yeah. quite heavily like that. It's the wrong way to go. But now in Australia, it is no longer a crime to die by suicide. So we change that. I don't take offence to it when people say committed because it's in our social language. Mm-hmm. It's um, yep. It just rolls off the tongue. Yep. I think sometimes even I accidentally might say it and then I have to check myself. Yep. So a nice healthy way of safe talk is just to say that that person died by suicide. We also don't yep. say he successfully suicided. Yep. Just don't know why we yeah. even started saying that in the first yeah. place because it's not a reward or an achievement if someone died by that form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but thanks so much for picking that yeah, up. It's I was, really I important. I saw that it was
3: a bit different because yeah, usually you do hear like the other committed that you to. But before, and yeah. that's
2: just um that's just no knowledge in the suicide prevention space. Yeah. But if you see someone that's actually quite heavily in this space, you'll see them speaking in the right sort of tongue. Yeah.
0: Okay. I guess one thing that's like amazing about our current generation that we get to live in is that. We talk about this stuff. Like we get people like you on. We get to hear about it. You know, I don't know if you're aware of Charlemagne the God. He talks about this stuff all the time and mental health and whatnot. But we also, it's it's almost like the flip side of the coin is that we're also in a generation that jokes about this stuff. Yeah. Right. So, like, I get to spend a time around uh, around a lot of high schoolers and whatnot, and they're like, you know, they'll be like, "Uh, oh, kill yourself." Uh, you know, all those kind of phrases get thrown around, and it's like, how do you? feel about that because on one hand it's like you don't like i get it like i'm like i don't use those phrases and whatnot but it's like i can see you know just like people mm-hmm. aren't they don't intend it correct right correct. but how do we like that's like one of those things like that's one of those cultures where i'm like even with myself recently i'm like sorry don't worry about that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um but it's like i'll i've like fully tried to cut out the word like retard right from my vocabulary like i don't want to use that to explain things like you hear kids going, oh, that's cancer or that's, you know, those kind of terms. Mm. And I'm like, I'll put a stop to it, right? But it's, how do you like deal with that? Like when you hear people use that Mm kind of like.
2: Exactly what you just said. What a perfect answer that you've just kind of raised. (laughs) Um, Exactly, no, but like, (laughs) I I just, I agree. Um, When people say that it is, again, find out whether you want to take that personally. I don't really take anything too personally. Second, understanding the intention behind it. People pick up language and social stuff not even because they're aware of it. It's it's just in everyday language. Yeah. So, oh, I just want to die because I'm in traffic. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. Like <laughs> Or like, you know. Ex- you want to your- eat. Yeah, That's like, all you want to yeah. <laughs> Kill yourself is such a um, term now, isn't it? It's yeah. just part of everyday millennial language. You see language.
0: the memes that are all like, yeah. oh, I want yeah. yeah. to die. Can't wait to die. Yeah,
2: like, um, and how I put a stop to that is by being the one person and calling it out and saying like I feel like no one really does it by me with me because they know my story Mm. and when they do do it, they're very quick because of the instant look that I can give them and be like just sensitive like – you know, I just want to hang myself. I'm like, that's literally yeah, like yeah, what yeah. I've experienced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it's not like I get offended because that would just waste so much of my energy and time, and yeah. it wouldn't it's serve It's almost like a
3: teaching moment, rather. At Correct. That point.
2: Yeah. I let that person reflect on it for themselves, yeah. and then I don't need to say anything. And hopefully, if you walk away and go, I'm gonna just be a little bit more conscious mm. with yeah. the way that I speak. The problem here is that we're not conscious about a lot of things. Half of society walk around unconscious. Yeah. Be- and People will die at their graves and not have reached a level of consciousness in humankind. Yeah. And that's that's the bigger problem. So calling it out and if you have the awareness and the understanding, you putting a stop to it can change. If one person then from that changes it, that's the ripple effect. Yeah. That's the amazing energy transaction yeah. that someone, especially in the kids, like I speaking in schools is so much more rewarding in a sense because these millennials haven't actually made a decision yet mm. on what it is they have yeah. the power to be influenced and if True. you can be that influence all of us listening to this if we can then just when someone else says like oh retard it's like hey man don't like say that my yeah. cousin's yeah. like yeah yeah like disability or something it changes everything because yeah. it's like oh i'm sorry yeah. man like you know um there's like even just Really casual stuff when people say, Your mom, or like whatever. Yeah. And it's like, like <laughs>
1: honestly. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, we were know? in like year yeah. seven. One of my friends, or like one of the guys on our year level, his mom had just passed away. And then wow. a couple of weeks later we were just messing around. Yeah. And, something, and one of the kids like goes, Oh ah, hi, your mom. And he didn't yeah. think it. And Correct. then he was like, Oh man, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, yo, you actually I don't, don't know what yeah. And Anyone. that's like well, someone you know. Through. When you don't know the person, you don't know yeah. what they've been through. Exactly.
2: But I think it's like you're not gonna know that until eventually it hits that spot in your gut where it's like, oh I went too far. Yeah. And yeah. It was a joke. I'm mm. not going to joke about that anymore because, again, joking is just a—it's insinuating that anyway. It's mm. not possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Definitely. still on the whole, this generation thing. How do you feel then about like 13 Reasons Why and shows like that? Mm. Right, because it brings awareness, but there's also been the whole debate that it's actually also sort of bringing ideas to people and yeah, all that kind of that stuff. Copycat
2: behavior. Hey. Uh, first and foremost, I don't actually think that copycat behavior can. Like you can't plant an idea. It's not really like inception. Yeah, I yeah. uh, I don't think you do. People, form, people have consciousness and uh, have awareness. It's like that's – if you want to do something, that's on you. That's yeah. your accountability. No one forced Correct. you or copied or planted an c- idea into your head mm-hmm. and then yeah. forced you to do it. So if someone died by suicide, they're not doing it because of 13 Reasons Why. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, 13 Reasons opened up a great conversation, I think. It had – I do question its intent actually, yeah. but, um,
4: yeah, it,
2: yeah. Yeah. And for me watching it, I actually didn't think that it, it provided. I oh, so you did watch I it. I watched okay. it. And that last episode for anyone that I just didn't think it actually provided a safe space mm-hmm. for them to be able to show that content and have no one be able to be protected from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was when we talk about suicide, I'll always like what I just did yep. provide a resource yes. mm-hmm. that didn't do it mm. that didn't provide a resource and not only did it not it provided quite graphic content it oh, didn't yeah. we got the picture without having shown the picture mm. so I answered um I answered your question to the, his method because you asked yeah but I never provided it in my storytelling yeah. yes. does that yeah. make yeah. sense yeah, okay. I can leave the person safe yeah until they ask
3: yeah. and you're yeah. still having the conversation yes. still. yeah yeah okay. but that's okay
2: yeah they would they did it and no one asked to be shown yeah. that if someone wants to search, it's like, Oh, what happened? Actually, you don't need to know what happened because the actual important part of what they were trying to get through wasn't the, how she went and did it. And then what happened sort of thing. Yeah. They could have talked about that conversation and not gone so far. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of yeah. where I sit with that. Never I think, yeah. Like, I think it was quite okay to have it again. The storyline teased out a lot of drama out of it. Mm. Also, if you're leaving 13, re- uh, 13 videos, that's not cool either.
0: Yeah, like, yeah.
2: You know, that, yeah, and
1: blame Honestly, them. that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, like I was
0: like, that is a very- Think about how
2: long it took to do that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah that's, that's like, it's a scary thing to, to leave behind for people to have to, you know, that's You want that to be your legacy? Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: That was, yeah, that show was brutal. I mean, it is, it did achieve the conversation, I guess, if that was their intent, which yeah. is, I if guess. if the
2: conversations happen, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: yeah. um. I know you sometimes probably hear, like a lot of people say, like suicide is a personal decision. Um. You know, it's obviously the individual's choice to like, you know, um, die by suicide, mm-hmm. right? So I had this kind of thought process at one time. Is it almost selfish for us sometimes to like, you know, tell people like you know this is the way or like or um or like kind of have these preventative measures is it because we don't want to go through the grief is it selfish to think like that should we leave it as a personal thing or do we actually like advocate like for, yeah you know like where do you stand i mean obviously you are um you know a keynote speaker and advocate for mental health and preventative measures for um suicide and stuff so i can see where your stance is but do you see the like flip side of like is it almost like a a selfish thing on 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 us to like try to prevent this. Like, I It's just it's a yeah. weird question.
2: No, no I, it is. So, are you trying to say? I don't know what you just I Just Yeah, yeah, Are you saying that we we should not say suicide's <laughs> nah, uh, fine? Yeah. Um, but let them do their
3: do thing. Do you see like how like yeah? Is it also sometimes like yeah, selfish on us like in that way? Like, is it this personal decision or are we actually all meant to now be like standing against that? Because I can see some people fight for like the other side of. Of Let, this debate. Yeah. But some people are also like, yeah, where you're at now of like, let's, you know.
2: Yeah. So I think the the main thing, again, with suicide, suicide d- happens because people are lonely. Mm. It's an illness. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually not, if someone's thinking, that's not the natural yeah. and most common way for someone to want to take their own lives. We're the only... Uh, species in the world no other animal will think about taking their own life everything is about survival every single animal you meet we are the only species that has the highest enough level of consciousness to process something that far far ahead and choose to end something sooner than Mm. our time is done so when you think about that it's mainly because i'm just trying to advocate for people to have better thoughts and to be mentally well because if you were mentally well, you wouldn't think of taking your own life, right? You you just wouldn't. There's something else there. So when someone wants to suicide or has these thoughts, suicidal thoughts, it's never that. There's always layers and layers and layers and layers of trauma or, um, challenges and stuff that they're overcoming from that. Suicide is the end of the road for people that are then exhausted out and tired. And so that whole journey there is where I'm trying, where we should try and say, it's actually suicide is not a personal choice. Suicide is a community responsibility, prevention of it. If, if we can all, just lend a hand or smile at a stranger that, li- or text a friend, or jump on a stranger's podcast. Like all of these little things is how you can help. Yeah. Yeah. So the when I when we work in this space of mental health and suicide prevention, we're not asking for you to be the pro. We're not there's psychologists and yeah. psychiatrists and doctors and all of that sort of stuff for that, but what you can do as a responsibility is be kind. Yeah. percent. Yeah, what you can do as a responsibility is make people not feel alone, yeah. mm. is make people feel like they can belong in any culture, skin race, you know, yeah. they can, they can have a place. Mm-hmm. And if you're that one person that does that good on you, yeah. you probably save so much lives. Yeah.
3: So I asked my question in such a way, but you really answered what I was okay. actually trying to get to awesome. in terms of like, what do we address? Like, do we address the issue or is it like mental health? Like you're saying, I think that's such a better way to like view this or to like, you know, target this. It's like, it actually comes back down to someone's not feeling well mentally. Yeah. It's like I don't it's not necessarily that someone wants to like, you know, um, kill themselves or um so I almost said us lived up or oh, right. wants to die by suicide. It's like there's actually a, a whole build up to this and it's like how can we as a whole people, as community, actually mm-hmm. now help people along this way to stop it from getting to the very final decision. So it really did does it does boil back down yeah. to like this is mental health.
2: And having suicidal thoughts is like it's, that's just one of the flags. Yeah. I have suicidal thoughts. I just don't action it. Yeah. yeah. So when they come, I notice them, they're passing, and then I'm like, this is probably a cue where I need to reach out or like I'm not dealing with something. Yeah. There's always something else. It's like when I'm thinking of that, okay – why has that thought come up? Oh, it's Gus's anniversary. Mm. Or like, oh, I'm really stressed at work and I'm under financial pressure or yeah. something. There's always something yeah. else. So then you can kind of look back and go, if that was to leave, would that thought then be alleviated? Yeah. Most likely, yes. Because okay. when someone's like, I want to die by suicide, it's like, okay, let's talk about it. Or like, yeah. what's going on? Oh, you've gone through a breakup. Mm. Let's address the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Instead of going, Don't do it, man. Yeah, You're gonna regret it. To it. Yeah. 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 Don't do it. You're gonna regret it. It's like you don't you don't have it's someone's feelings and opinion. You yeah. actually don't know yeah. what they want. Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I guess that helps a lot of us yeah. in terms of how do we now speak to people around us who we been all going through things mm-hmm. or, or even if, you know, like maybe like attempted before in the mm-hmm. past, it's like, we actually need to realize it's, this is a flag of something that mm-hmm. is, you know, this is just like a, a symptom of something else that's a natural like, you know, mm. like um a system in their life or a, or a source. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool to
2: look like that. I think this conversation now, like we're spending a really good chunk of it just having a conversation about yeah. it. Not, stigmatizing it not being like rejecting it not walking away because it feels uncomfortable for us we're going ahead and having this conversation anyway and that's where people i'll walk away from this podcast and be like i'm so empowered and i feel so good about it selfishly and selflessly so you know it's a fine line of doing that because it's like it's interesting because you'll fill up your cup by helping others and serving yeah. others. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You will all know that because you met in the right community groups, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's being in service of others. It's lending an ear yeah. and having no judgment. Yeah. If someone's like talking about it, not being quick to speak just yeah. so that you can get the conversation in. just listen.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm. So I think one thing I was going to say, I hear a lot of people say, you know, a lot of issues stem from home like a lot of problems start from being at home not being able to communicate with you know your parents siblings or even just close family members and stuff so what advice would you give to now let's just um think about like you know family members and friends who have someone who you know might be um thinking of trying to you know um take their yeah die by suicide and stuff like that like what, what what advice would you give to them to like family members and friends the ones
0: The ones taking care of
2: them.
1: The caregivers, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, Being patient, remembering that you loving them is greater than anything else. Mm -hmm. I think always leading with love and kindness. I know that sounds really – but it is that. So so we're so quick to lash out or reject it or like call it like, oh, you're know, you not actually going to go through it because we've been talking about this for freaking six months Mm. and, um, you know, because eventually that one time they will do it.
0: And it almost becomes like a challenge I feel like right? that statement yeah. like that's scary I can never I've heard people like yeah but yeah. it's
2: like you're not gonna do it yeah yeah like stop posting things up on social media that person's screaming for help and you're mm. rejecting them like so finding the patience and remembering it's like you really they they won't be here forever yeah. regardless of whether it's suicide or something else because yeah. exactly. it's not going to be there forever all we have is now so if we can just love a little bit more love a little deeper, mm. That's so much more than enough, and if we can just show that through that, put our ego aside and yeah. put our tiredness aside and exhaustion aside, and you know, like some someone coming up and saying, telling me how bad their day is, and I'm never going to be like, well, have you heard about my day? Yeah. Like yeah. people are so quick to just jump in with their own stuff, yeah. and yeah. it's like actually just pull it aside and just sit there and serve that person because yeah. they really, if they've reached out to you, that's so huge that you're someone that they respect and yeah. that they trust honor it you know reciprocate give back to them because they if they wouldn't have just gone out to everyone and opened up and said all that 100
0: it's like (laughs) a lot of the time it's like also i feel like when you have passed a certain stage when someone comes to you and they're still at like you know you're at step five they're at step three and they're like i have this major issue and you look at it you're like but you get it done you know it's going to be finished whatever but it's like really like this is the Mm. biggest thing they've ever faced right it's Mm -hmm. like they're in year 12 and say exams. And it's like, now we look back at it and we're like, yeah, everyone finished that, whatever you got, whatever you got. Right. But it's like, for them, it's like, no, I've never faced something like this before. And it's the same thing like mentally with like your capacity. Like some of us might be able to, you know, deal with a parent's divorce maybe better than others or whatnot, but you don't know what people's brain capacity is when it comes to this kind of stuff as well. So it's like, what, you know, like, for example, with us, like we can roast each other all day. Mm -hmm. We don't get hurt about it, but I know some people that it's like, I can't roast them because yeah. I'm like, I, I know you don't take this well. Yeah. It, I feel, In my head, I'm like, you know, I want to go toughen up, but I'm like, you know what, you just, that's just you. Yeah. Like, that's just you. And I find
3: it crazy how, like, um, like you mentioned before, that sometimes this is a massive moment that someone wants to open up to. It's like, it's funny how going into the conversation we have with some people sometimes, we never wanted to tell them our story or something or what we've gone through. But the fact that someone comes to us about their story, we now see it as a moment to, like,
2: yeah. To shine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird that
3: we do that as people yeah. or like it, it, it's I don't know if it's a natural thing that we do instantly, but it's it's funny because it's like you it's not, not our moment, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, like this is like you're saying, it's just really time to just like listen, listen. And, and hear. It's the hard
2: the the most basic core principles are like they're simple but they're not easy. Yeah. Like they're actually so hard. Like most of our fights and everything, our arguments with other people in relationships is because we're not listening. Like yeah. it's so basic, but mm-hmm. it's like, you're not hearing me. Well, you're not. And then yeah. you're just starting to. It's
0: all communication. Yeah.
2: It's all communication. And um, when you were saying that stage five and the stage three thing, I really, really resonate with that. Cause we're, we're such a comparison society. Yeah. We're always, you know, comparison is the thief of all joy. We're always comparing against each yeah. other when it's like, you're running your own race. And, you your journey is so uniquely different like you're you because of all the other stuff that you've gone through no Mm. one else has gone through that no one else has a subjective opinion and for some people high school might be the biggest thing because you know what fear comes from not having any experience in something Mm -hmm. so something's coming and and you don't know what to do because you have zero experience in it fear and anxiety and Mm. stress and you've just never felt that before but then the next time you go through it again it's going to be a lot easier because you have experience under your belt. And it's so hard to teach kids that because everything's for the first time and every stress and every anxiety and every fight and everything is for the first time. But being a good mentor and being a good role model would be just like helping them have that other perspective, having that other, you know, opinion or look. Mm.
3: Yeah. You just mentioned like stage five. Sta- is this like is that some terminology that is used? in this thing. Oh, you oh, did you? oh d- I didn't hear. Like, <laughs> you I was too busy <laughs> watching Marwa leave, which is probably Marwa just had to leave. Oh, I'm sorry, has she yeah. left now? she uh, like then she's going out. Yeah, yeah. she's going to come back. She's going to so, say yeah. goodbye, right? She's gonna okay. come, yeah, she come back and say goodbye. But you're in the um space of like you know mental health advoca- uh, advocacy and all that now, like. How did, Are you, there get, stages? <laughs> did <laughs> you get into that? Who, who do you like work with or like, is it with Lifeline Australia? Or? Yeah, so
2: I am a Lifeline ambassador. Yeah, um, yeah. That was so. probably, I did a I did my telephone counselling through them. Yeah. So again, another support network that I was so grateful to have when Gus died yeah. because they just suspended me off the phones. I couldn't be on the phones for six months and I had to go wow. through training again, yeah. rightfully so, because I would have like, what we were just saying, mm. I would have brought my own story into it. Yeah. Mm. And as any good psychologist and healthcare professional, you know, yeah, it's yeah. not about you yeah, at yeah, all, yeah. Oh. but I would have started crying or something, something, <laughs> yeah. you know, that I didn't mean of to course, do, but yeah. I would have put the person in danger, mm. um, not being able to mm. assist them properly. So Lifelines a huge one. If anyone does want to get into mental health, there's a million different courses now, yeah. whether it's uni, you don't have to get a bachelor's, but you can do it, uh, like cert for mental health, TAFEs do it. It's free as well. Um, for those that haven't finished year 12 or something, mm-hmm. um, something like that. But so many different avenues. Google's a great thing. Have a search yeah. of some charity work. Uh, there's a lot of not-for-profit organisations that you can lend a hand in and help. You don't have to go and create your own charity. There's um, Are You U OK? Day is a really, really big campaign that's happening yep. in September now. World Suicide Prevention Day is September 10th. It's next week. Mm. And, assume, yeah. Yeah, and then Mental Health Day which is October 10th as well. So there's a lot of different organisations. Beyond Blue is a huge one. Um, and then you've got some local charities like, yeah, Mindful Australia, Living with the Boys over there. There's Yeah, there's just so many charities doing such yeah. great uh, work. What's
0: it called? Reach? Is it Reach? Yeah, yeah it Reach. Stuff yeah, in yeah. schools? I remember that. Huh?
2: Headspace. Like, headspace, yeah, is yeah, headspace is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Is great.
3: Yep. Oh, you want to say bye? Jump Before on and head say on? bye to <laughs> us.
2: <laughs> Where are
1: you off to?
0: Trying to escape the podcast. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately. You can see the hustle's real. Oh the shift? hustle is
3: a bit too real. This is we've gone that? somewhere here.
1: I know. They they wouldn't let me take it off. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why. But it was lovely meeting you. Yeah, so nice to meet you. We or hope we can have you on again when the whole crew's here with Carlos as yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. he's he massive. Love yeah. It. yeah. <laughs>
3: see, it's
1: <But>. too big. We're <laughs> in great hands with these two. Awesome. They Have haven't a roasted shoot. each other yet. Yeah. So I that's, it. that's, um, we've, we've I ourselves some right. they've today. been good. <laughs> <laughs> they've been good so far. But awesome. Thank you. Enjoy, Thank guys. You. Have a good one.
3: Um, so you do a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of different. Wait, hold things. on. I wanted to ask one question.
0: Okay, Are you going to yeah. move on to Ego Express stuff? Yeah. Okay. Wait. But you do. Yeah. Hold yeah you on. You um, <laughs> just with moving on from like into another relationship, right? Like, so obviously now you've been in a relationship with, um, your man now for I'm not sure how long, but oh wait, hold up! Shout uh, out to Pierre. Shout out to Pierre. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, we've been <laughs> together since you <laughs> go Expo number one. So, <laughs> that was last um, year. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. So we've just been together for a, bit, a year and a half.
0: Okay, awesome. So it's like, because I know with you know a big breakup or, or one that really stands out, well heaps of people have been through that. But even that in itself, it's like, it's like I know like there's certain places oh, I can't really go there anymore, right? Or it's like certain songs that. You know you remember that person all that kind of stuff and i guess when um somebody's you know no longer with us right um however that may be it's like does that just amplify those emotions and then it's like what is it like moving on to and and is there like a almost a feeling again you know only if you want to answer this yeah guilt yeah. like oh like it's, it's mm. not cheating obviously but it's like i feel like i'm connected to that person yeah. still but mm-hmm. not really and i will
2: always be connected to um right. angus and what's the best is that pierre allows for that and allows for these conversations i was gonna to ask happen.
0: how comfortable so is he then, with yeah everything. let's talk
2: about it so when gus passed um i was very like i'm gonna be a widow and this is it my, this is my life like yeah. i genuinely felt that that's 23 my, yeah yeah my yeah. heart was my heart was given yeah. to someone and that mm. person we didn't break up mm. he just died yeah like, yeah, yeah. you know, my heart wasn't like, we're done tying, you know. No, so you was wanted just, to still yeah. be together. Yeah, And so a lot of um, a lot of that pain was I held on to an expectation that now no longer could be a reality. Right. So I was holding on to this story that I was telling myself mm. and now that that story wasn't happening, I couldn't move away and try and like, there was just no way that I would be like, now I'm single. Like mm. that was just not going to be the path for me. Mm. Relationships happened organically. Um, I you know dated here and there just nothing too serious because the thing was everyone came in and was like i can be that man
4: yeah but
2: when you really get emotional but but let's get realistic and it's really hard for people to not compare Mm -hmm. and also people were saying like i can't feel his shoes not that i ever wanted people to feel in his shoes he can walk in his own shoes i wanted someone to walk in it on with them but then hold me in that space yeah um A lot of it was probably a bit too early and premature. I wasn't, I hadn't walked my own journey yet and I hadn't really like discovered what it, I didn't even think I probably grieved yet. I still think I'm like dealing with a lot of that now. And then Pierre came into my life, which is four and a half years post Angus' death. Mm. And the best part about Pierre's relationship with me was it was just so like, or like, just friendly and organic like so Pierre's from Canberra um he runs a not-for-profit with Big Bang Ballers so he builds schools and um around developing countries and teaches kids life skills through basketball awesome so cool sorry P didn't know how to pitch that (laughs) um check out Big Bang Ballers yeah Google Big Bang Ballers Big Bang Ballers Ballers is over here somewhere (laughs) and um Pierre's got a Wikipedia page, so just Google Pierre Johannes. I know, yeah. You're going to interview him next, trust me. So, but um, I reached out to him because Ego Expo had a basketball element to it and we needed all the support we can from the basketball community. That was that
3: three-on-three competition. Yeah, yeah, so we do a three-on-three
2: hustle. And so he was so willing to help out and um, be part of that. So I guess what happened with us was it was different because we met on a professional level before we got personal. Mm. So – we just had that light banter. It's like, this isn't going to go anywhere because it's a professional relationship sort of thing. And it was- his job. Like he was from Canberra. I was from Melbourne. Nah, yeah. not really. It wasn't that interesting. He has no tattoos. He's a lawyer. <laughs> it was just like, nah, 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 nah. Like didn't tick any of the oh, like yeah. tattoos and like, he just wasn't, he's not a bad boy and he's yeah. really going to hate me for saying that, <laughs> but he's like the biggest sweetheart. <laughs> um, So it was like, nah, instantly kind of rejected him yeah. from that field. Uh, we th- He then like, I don't know. He says that, I showed interest, but he showed interest or like that conversation just kept happening. We just ended up by the end of it, we were like, we're talking to each other like every day,
4: Mm, mm. but I
2: was still ruling it out. So I was still like, yeah, we're hanging out. We're Mm. doing this doing that, but it's like, it's not serious. And it finally, like for me, realizing that life can hand you such beautiful opportunities and love if you're willing to divorce your story and divorce your past Mm. and move on into the future and allow yourself to be fully happy and to immerse yourself in that opportunity. And I couldn't really do that. So it became this thing where – because the guilt does happen. So it's like even – not just even in relationships. When I felt moments of happiness, I felt guilty for feeling happy, Mm. right? Um, Just like moments of laughter and I was like, oh, my God.
4: No. Yeah, Can't yeah. Laugh. That's heavy. Um
2: that expectation. Yeah. And then finally letting go and go, just live your most truthful life because the ones that will stay with you will stay with you, mm. like friendship and all. And yeah. the ones that don't get it can they can go and do their own part. Yeah. And it's totally fine. Um in life, people hop on and off your carriage and your yep. train. Yeah. Um so Pierre's helped me not only in becoming like the best woman that I can be, but understanding my emotions a whole lot more and understanding how because he gave me that space he held me in that space and he's the first person that's actually broken the belief that everybody leaves
4: yeah
2: Yeah. it was huge because i've i've done so much to push him away and tried everything to do because my detachment and my walls were so high um and he just kept coming back and kept staying and just kept being there and eventually it was like actually you know what you're still here to stay and mm. you're like mm. you're seeing me for everything for like all my mess i'm yeah. i'm very big on social media so mm. i will be writing and grieving about gus mm. for a man that is hard i
3: was, I was gonna, gonna say, say that yeah. yeah because like in your instagram you do like mm-hmm. write these mm-hmm. posts and these captions and it's in depth and you can tell the emotions are like still there, are still prevalent it's like Like, it's still real love. Yeah, still very very real. It's so beautiful. Shout out to Pierre, man. Honestly, like, that he gives you that, uh, like, opportunity to have that space. You know what I mean? And
2: not that I ever would need to ask for permission. He's not that type of guy. But it's just like, he knows my love for him is there. Yeah. And love, you can love multiple people and have multiple soulmates on different journeys of your life, in friends, in family, and all of that. And it's just a different love. And it's so okay. It's, what I had with Gus was beautiful once upon a time and really young and intense and passionate. Right. And now this is my second love. Mm. And I'm just so grateful that the world and the universe can give me that opportunity. And I'm saying yes to it because for so long, I had held those walls up yeah. high and that independence and all that sort of stuff. And then now I've just realized it's like you can be so independent mm-hmm. and still you with someone yeah. rooting for you in your corner, yeah. like with someone cheering you on every step of the way. It yeah. actually feels way better. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, definitely 100 yeah. So
2: yeah. that's kind of um, my journey. Everyone else is going to have their own journey. But you need to be happy and content with who you are before you can have anyone stand by no, your side anyway yeah. because a dependent – relationship is not going to serve you happiness finding someone to fill up your cup you're always going to have that fear that one you're not good enough one they're going to leave all of that sort of stuff that comes with it if you're not truly happy with who you are
0: it's crazy though. it's like it's like you open up to accept it now but it's like in a way it's it's so perfect that you didn't open up at the wrong time and accepted you know the wrong Person, you know what I mean? So it's like in a weird way, it's like a blessing that you were closed off until you met Pierre and then you make the and decision, and right? And it was
2: like- like you just never I know how mean, it works. Yeah, and I wasn't ready, but also they didn't put up a good enough fight. Yeah, like, you know, they were just like, it was all about their ego because yeah. it was like, I'm never going to be that man, like blah, blah, yeah. blah. But Pierre came in and was like, I'm just going to be me. And if you don't want it, that's cool too. But let's just go on this journey together. And that's what actually made me Mm. feel like I didn't have to compete or fight. And I was like, okay, well, this is my story. This is my truth. I lost someone from suicide like five years ago and I'm still working on it. Probably going to work on it for a long, long time. But he didn't give me a timeline. He wasn't like, this is your curfew. Sort your shit out. And then, you know, sorry. sorry. But, you know, and... Yeah, yeah. And then I'll be and then you'll mm-hmm. be ready for me. Like yeah. it wasn't like that. He like we're still going on that journey. Yeah.
3: yeah. 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 I've always heard um mentioned like you're not looking for someone that completes you. It's like someone that actually compliments you. Correct. I mean, like that's I can that, that honestly like shout I out have, to Pierre for yeah. that. Like yeah. That's yeah. real <laughs> man. Yeah. Well speaking of ego. I was gonna say that as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: this is a good little
1: segue. Segway. All right,
0: Daniel, you go.
3: Um yeah, like run us through the whole um ego expo like because i know a lot of people that um you have a lot of um like a lot of my friends i know model modeled for it i think it was this year um, like um, Bonnie or Starboy yeah. um, Ove um, shout out to all these guys all these they're guys you know, was, yeah. oh, there's another guy I've Just seen around have to around put up all the lot. Instagrams because they're I, all <laughs> so hot they're um, all so hot as well yeah. and all that like yeah how did you connect with those people how did Ego Expert come about like you were in the Expert um, area before with but the, I was
2: like, not in the street world yeah you weren't area. in the street nah. world
3: side of it and stuff like that you're wearing west side right now as well shout out to Omar you <laughs> know like <laughs> it's such a honestly there's nothing like that in Australia like when I looked in to it because i i've heard it like said like i'm pretty sure right it's right. on the um on your website as well like you know australia's biggest like mm-hmm. um streetwear expert and it's like those are slogans people say for their businesses mm-hmm. and stuff but it's like that's so true when it comes to yours like mm-hmm. nothing like that exists in australia yeah. probably even i don't even know like down here southern hemisphere or whatever not really new Zealand's anything nothing huh? new Zealand's not gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing's popping in new zealand it's like yeah, well, it's time for us to get
0: there. Would you do that? Air. I was going to say, would you yeah. do yeah. an
3: yeah. awkward yeah. thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, That's so but like you yeah. That's from cash flow point
4: of view. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take over the, the world if thing. I could. Yeah yeah, of but, um,
3: yeah, yeah. how'd you get into this space? Um, How did, how did it come about? What does ego mean? Like mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so many questions, sorry.
2: I, we touched on it a little bit earlier when I just kind of introduced myself, but yeah. it was really the main point of it was I had friends that had independent brands. I think we all know one. that Starts their label and they warehouse from home or their bedroom or if they're kind of medium success, it's like they have a garage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, this is cool. Like e-commerce businesses are trending. Mm. Things are happening. Shopify is blooming. Everyone's got an online brand. But for me, my core belief is the more high tech we are, the more high touch we need to be. So, the more advanced technology is becoming, the more we're going to crave human connection and face-to-face mm. stuff. Yep. And so yeah. I, from my expo background, I was like, nah, like people need to meet the founders of the brand. Yeah, yeah. And the founders need have a responsibility to meet their customers mm-hmm. and talk to them and see like, you know, nothing, nothing's going to beat human connection, a shake of a hand, eye contact, this. We could have just done it online. You could have Skyped me. Mm. But like the energy that yeah. you feel when you're actually connecting with people – is so different. It's invaluable. Mm, yeah. So that was kind of like the core thing. I wanted to bring businesses, online streetwear businesses, to their customers face-to-face. Mm. Very, very simple problem solving that I was yeah. doing. Okay. And then that just meant, okay, you could do a pop-up store. However, a pop-up store, the brand might not have a big enough community yep. and they might not... it rents expensive at Chadston or anything Crazy. like that. Crazy yeah. expensive. So why not do like essentially a whole bunch of mini pop-ups so under the one roof so, so with a hundred streetwear brands yeah. because yeah. they're all going to bring mini communities. But look at that.
3: It all just goes like that. Yeah. So I'm
2: like one person makes a huge difference. I treat everyone with respect and kindness yeah. because it's like even if it's your mum and your dad and your cousin that's coming through, three <laughs> people that's coming through to see all the other brands. Yeah. And as a community, I'm more into collaboration than competitive. Oh, 100%. And, um, so that's kind of like really how it started. And I'm very, very proud that our foundations are built on such strong values. Everyone that comes through, I it's, it's screened everyone that comes through, we can get a million models, but everyone that comes through has to live and breathe sort of those values about Mm. collaboration, about, um, connection about like, you know, we're fighting for something. Let's make sure we're on the same mission. So if we can all celebrate each other's stories, then that's what I'm really proud of. Um, So that's kind of really how it started. And then I just started knocking on a lot of doors and having that, if you're going to start something and you're willing to try and like create something that's never been created before, you're going to have to start taking risks that no one else has ever done before. So it was a lot of no's before you could get a yes, but realizing that it's like, that's cool. Like eventually someone out there is going to vibe in this uh, like vision and go for it. When I first started Think about it. There's nothing. So it's like you're selling something on unicorns. You might as well. There's no statistics. There's no data. We have a lot of that now at Ego Expo. We know we get 2,000 people coming through the doors. Like we know this yeah. stuff because of what our audience is telling us. Um, we know what brands they like because we track sales. Mm. So then we get new brands that are popping and new brands that are coming and then we kind of tweak things. Um, so like between the first year and the second year, we now added uh, Ego Talk panels. Yeah. Industry panels because we're finding that we've got a lot of people wanting to start a brand but don't know how. Yep. So now we're giving that educational element like a podcast or something mm. that's like able to get that live Q&A sort of vibe. Yeah. So mm. that's kind of like where it, it evolves. Ego is always evolving. So let's get down to why I like the name Ego Expo. Yeah. Just want to shout out to Liv Porter, now my project manager. So Liv and I worked in hospitality together, both scraping plates, serving garlic bread. Like you and, said, um, the dream. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. But um, How even do you not uh,
0: just... Stop yourself from going back to that. I am playing. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you
2: know what though? The resting like, has started. if I, if I needed to, yeah. I you would. would. Of course.
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I
2: needed to, I would. I Understand. just, yeah, whatever. you got to pay bills at the mm, end of the day. Yeah. Um, do this on the side. There's always, yeah. there's always something. So, we were then trying to think of a name. I was like, okay, hey, this is the idea. This is what the value we're going to get. And we could have gone with Australia's Streetwear Expo. dot you did but like, you know, it just wasn't really sitting with me. Yeah. And we were like, we don't want to be – I'm so deep. Like, look yeah. at this conversation. Look how far I've gone. Mm. Like, I needed something to represent, like, me and the brand. Yeah. So, we were just, like, tossing up between names, all of this sort of stuff. Like, just trying to find – Th- like a thesaurus out literally on a mattress mm. i had i didn't have a bed frame at the time so we were like on a mattress on my floor just flicking through stuff and then i was kind of like i think something happened and i was just like yeah um his ego will kill him mm. and that then was like ego expo mm. and then i was like just said it and we just sat on it for a bit and i'm like no i really like ego it expo rings. yeah um, so I then went and did a huge research on like ego and I was like, yeah, ego's always had a negative connotation. It's always been like negative when we talk about an ego. Um, and so is streetwear. Streetwear's yeah, always yeah, been seen true. as a negative. Um, but we know there's more to us than, the, than meets the ego. There's oh, the spirit. Yeah. And yeah. we also know there's more to us than the clothes that we wear. Yeah. So the brands that we wear, I'm interested in what's behind the ego. I'm interested in what's behind the brand's logo. Mm-hmm. So, Ego Expo is all about that. It's about identity. Fashion feeds our identity. Mm. You either dress it up or you play it down. Yeah. And streetwear's always been in that melting pot of is it high end fashion because mm. now it's got a place yeah. there with Louis Vuitton and mm. Gucci and everything. But well, then Virgil's
0: taken over Louis yeah. Vuitton, right? Now, right?
2: Right, exactly. And we're at a time now where someone like Virgil can be the male yeah, d- which art is crazy. director yeah. for a high end fashion brand. That's
0: actually insane,
2: right? It, it it's it's not. History has told us that that is not possible. Mm, Yeah, Mm. history has told us that streetwear is LA hip hop hood, low, scary, urban, scary, urban, oversized t shirts. Don't get it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like yeah, a (laughs) hundred. But then, then you start seeing these stories, and it's like the people that have been in street culture have always known that this was going to happen. This is inevitable. Mm. Yeah, that's hip hop culture will now become pop mainstream culture. People are wanting it, and why because it's the only culture that screams authenticity. Mm -hmm. It's the only culture that's rapping and singing about the truth, about everything, exposing things about everything. That's so true. You know? And now people want a bit more of it. Mm. And people are wanting more and more and more of it. Or people are at least curious enough to play with the idea of it and understanding it. So there's so much history to ego expo there was research in it there was um no one would know
3: this as well like, yeah
2: i know i think people just <laughs> but no but i don't do it for show yeah mm. so i didn't create ego expo to be like like i would have just called it australia's biggest street yeah, if i wanted to be the yeah. one that was the most biggest and largest and mm, out there yeah. but for me it, it's always been about art and creativity yeah. and my story like intertwine mm. all of that it's about community yeah intertwine all of that at its core basic. It's like, how do I connect more and more people and give them more and more opportunities? And now Expo, I'm so proud to be able to say these up-and-coming photographers have been able to collaborate with models like Kwabi, who's modelled for Champion, and just network.
3: crazy photos and just shoots that all these guys are doing. But all
2: these guys are really, like all of them, are amazing and incredible. Benita's in LA now doing so much work. Mm. There's just so much that, um, not saying we create we did that you facilitated but like it, yeah. it's it's not you we're like we're that. just one <laughs> ripple effect or one spark yeah. that can help people create an opportunity you still have to get to the event yeah. and yeah, you still have sure. to network yeah like I'm Hustle. seeing people hustling like, hey, I'm a graphic designer or I'm a videographer. Like they're networking mm. and they're getting it out there. Omar didn't create West Side Apparel just from like waking up and then suddenly everyone loved it. Yeah. he He's utilised these expos. It's
0: come a long way, yeah. He, right, we, I saw Game rocking one of his yeah, tops or yeah. something. That's crazy. He's
2: utilising not only these expos but these activations or his yeah. brand and then cultivating a community. Yeah. And that's what we're doing is we started off with – dms in instagram Mm. to Mm. people i never knew kwabi i never knew these guys but a dm and if they vibe with the same energy they'll connect and now i can really proudly call them my friends Mm. like shane tino just did melbourne fashion week and was on the runway and um you know just these these real people that just genuinely support our mission Mm. and what ego expo is about is how we've gotten to how who we are like people from the suburbs are knowing us people Mm. from other states want to come down we have brands that fly in from adelaide sydney and gold coast um so yeah, it's pretty exciting. You
3: can take that. That's yeah. a big up, that's, that's a big amazing. up that you can have. I drop right. a bomb for uh, it. Yeah, drop a bomb for it. we got, we got sound effects.
2: <laughs> you waited that <laughs>
0: long for sound I, effects? Yo, I actually forgot was, we had no, them until now. I didn't now. forget. There were so many
3: things that you said that I wanted to press, but I knew it was going to be a shock. <laughs> <laughs> so I just left it. Um, no, with
0: Instagram, right? Mm. So it's crazy. Like that's actually how so much knowledge comes around now for things. And um, I've seen Ego Expo in the past. I hadn't heard of you. That's okay. Somebody <laughs> shared um I think you tagged someone that I know in one of your stories recently. I clicked on it, I was like, She looks super interesting, we should get her on the podcast. Mm. That's literally how I re- Ended up finding out about wow. you. I was like, uh, is We're it gonna super? going to find
2: out who that person is and thank them and give them a yeah, the shout sure, out. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. I was like, is it super unprofessional if I just drop a DM? But then I was like, you know, it was unprofessional Scott either way because I was emailing like four <laughs> yeah. days after she replies and everything. So I was like, yeah, what oh, am I doing? Man.
2: But he was a very mystery man. But well, what I'm saying is it's yeah. all
0: Instagram, right? And how much business and um, collaboration and stuff mm-hmm. has that attracted mm-hmm. at this point?
2: So this is going into more business. I don't know if you have much people on your
0: business oh, no, podcast, but
2: let's just talk a bit about business. Answer, yeah. But um, so in our first year of Ego Expo, our marketing strategy was everything. Mm. <laughs> we did traditional media, non-traditional media, it's online. We just sprayed there, it everywhere, yeah. and like we just didn't really know what was going to work because, one, again, the event never Shoot existed. Shot, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was really poorly executed right because on. we we um. <laughs> if anyone remembers two thousand and eighteen show, we had trams. We had billboards. We had radio. We were on Fox FM. That's
0: expensive. Thank
2: you. Yeah, my bank account knows that now.
0: (laughs) I'm almost like, why did you do that?
2: (laughs) Um, My ego got in the way. (laughs) um, So we kind of was like, yeah, let's do all of this stuff Mm, and um, get all the hype and uh, the action out. And like, we put a bit into Facebook, put a bit into Instagram. And then what we learned from the data from the first year is basically everyone just came through social media. (laughs) So I'm talking like... A difference between like $20,000 in marketing. That's so wild. If we funneled that, if we funneled that 20k that I've lost now, but it's
3: almost But Yeah. Learning curve.
2: Yeah. Learning curve. It's a very, very expensive investment. <laughs> so if anyone wants marketing help, come to me and let me help you because I'm now like, but we learn yeah. from our mistakes and we yeah. learn from our failures. So from looking at all the data and actually realizing this might not work for everyone. So if you're in uh, actually, you know what? It will.
4: Yeah. Every I business. Think nowadays, actually, yeah. you know
2: why I take that back. Every business, any business you're in, whether you are an accountant or a concrete, it, mm. Instagram and Facebook are the channels that you will use because everyone has an account. Mm. Yeah. And if everyone has yeah. an account, it means you can target them. Yeah. And so that was what I loved about social media. And Instagram, so my our audience, if you check out Ego X, where our audience is very young, where yeah. they're millennials, there's pop culture. If they don't have a phone, they're probably not going to know about our event, and that's cool, because mm. they're not our target market. Yeah. Um, and we just then put – we funneled everything. So from two, our 2019 show, the only advertising we did was social media, wow. and it yielded a better result and a cheaper and more effective result. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Instagram is huge. And people take – I think what we do really well is we don't have macro influencers, we have micro influencers, yeah, okay. and are because we care about community. Mm. So we don't care if you have two point one million followers; it doesn't really interest us. That's
0: so true. I don't know. if you, Do you guys see this at the start of the year? Some girl had like she's an Instagram t-shirts? model. The t-shirts she
2: <laughs> didn't sell ten t-shirts. She, and she yeah, had I, 3 think,
0: million I think followers. she. Yeah, she has three million followers. Couldn't sell like ten t-shirts. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah of, she's like, I'm gonna start my own brand. or mm. Yeah, because they have like no interaction. Close right? down so the brand. Yeah, it's why sometimes you go on these like Instagram models and they got like. 3 million followers and they get like 20,000 likes. It doesn't add up, right? Mm. Because if I have, you know. 500 and I get a hundred likes. Your engagement actually regressor. better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how and is And comments.
2: This- comments are really important. Now that Instagram's removed likes, mm. which I am um, a huge advocate for, question whether it is for mental health or whatnot. Mm. But, we um, had a discussion mm, about that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But um, comments, mm. interact with your community. If you're seeing people like you, you can go look on MallyU, my Instagram, people are genuinely commenting feedback. Yeah. And th- what I do really like people that DM me, I then screenshot and repost it to show that, my engagement's real. My yeah, audience is yeah, real. People yeah. are really connected with what I'm doing with my life. And it's it, like, it's a privilege. I'll never, yeah. I'll never dishonor that. And I'll yeah. never give them content that starts. You'll never see me start selling a product that mm-hmm. I don't believe in or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I really, I'm like, I respect my community so yeah, much, yeah. so much.
3: It's like without the community, you don't even have what you're trying yeah, to correct. push or believe correct. in. So, yeah. yeah. So
2: we, we seek in influences like Javed and um anyone like that, that, has a community and their local community, so that they can then, if they talk about ego expert, they're going to come. Yeah, because they're like they're not from England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if if you're from England, come welcome
3: through, welcome. come through, come through.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's so true. That's that's awesome. Who's the I'm um, like coolest
3: person, was, through, um, yeah. <laughs> the coolest person you've been able to meet through. Yeah, look at my. He's the coolest person. Yeah, you've been able to meet through. Like, ego are you expert? a star?
0: Almost starstruck at this point. Who is oh, it was
2: starstruck
3: because I know you've met. Um, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Warwick, but, but that, that was wasn't from game. yeah, ego. Yeah. So you know, how could yeah, who can meet up? How was that
0: like? by the way?
2: Yeah, he's cool. He's yeah. really really cool. Yeah,
3: he seems like a real cool
0: he's dude.
2: He's really cool. Um That's specifically just from ego. Oh, it's so hard.
0: Nah, she has a name. She's just not she trying no, yeah.
2: no, no, no. <laughs> um I I'm just gonna have to shout out Remy. So Remy sang at our um 2018 show yeah, if yeah. you know Remy yeah. Kowali
3: no. I thought she was going to say Remy Ma or something for a second he's a Melbourne artist
2: okay. um, quite big now as well okay. so right. if you check him out he's amazing um,
3: Sang even that's some that's a scary yeah thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, he's really good, good. um mm.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's kind of come through the journey that's in that whole marketing business mm. stage. I'd have to say most recent would be D-Rock, Gary V's videographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So um, that was a pretty good moment for me because it's I love the people that are behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love Gary, respect him so much. But it was like when I got to hang out and, like, meet D-Rock, mm, that yeah. was cool. I've that seen that you was cool posted, like, couple with the, yeah, what's the, so what's the like...
0: Yeah, Russ. you met yeah, Russ, Russ. I met yeah.
2: Russ as well. So that's cool. I mean, these are all just like- it's I taken only recently started
0: liking Russ. Why Why I don't know. He's you know, so
2: good.
0: <sighs> I don't know what it is.
2: Maybe his <laughs> attitude.
0: And I, I'm, I'm all right with being confident and being, yes. like we were talking about this on the last episode. Like I love Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Cause it's like, he's cocky, but he doesn't lose. So, so he's right. Floyd over Connor. Oh, hundred percent. I hate Connor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> with, okay. with that guy. What about Woo. Manny? No, I'm cool with that yeah, as well. Yeah, okay. Right. But I mean, what I'm saying is- we talk is about
2: boxing. <laughs>
0: if you're yeah, going to be cocky, <laughs> yeah. don't lose. A backup, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah, if yeah, you don't yeah. lose, I yeah, mean,
2: yeah, yeah. it's
4: okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that, that's one thing with Russ where I'm like, I mean, your sales are good. You're- Shows sell out and stuff, but I don't know. I just couldn't get into the music like the actual music for a while until recently. Listening at home, man, I mean, but yeah, no, you posted I the <laughs> guess that, I right guess now. he's <laughs> not coming on the disruption podcast. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. Cut I was out. gonna link you <laughs>
2: up with Russ. <laughs> no, he can come just on, just damn not. it. Nora. <laughs> <laughs> right. um,
3: yeah, that five yeah. The, that you post. I know because Gary V has that's just that Gary's pose. Yeah.
2: Gary does a five because it's his favorite number, yeah. and um, we just do that. Mm. Hopefully one day Gary's gonna be like, "Hey Mal, you're sick. Let's let's do some work together and collaborate." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm cool. There's no timeline on that, so I know what happens. happens. It's at the perfect time, is it? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, Damn, that's cool. Yeah, what other cool stuff do you have like going on? I know you've got uh, the book book
2: of cool stuff. Yeah, you've
3: got so many like different things Um, you're in. Yeah, Or maybe even a better question: What's next for like Ego or MCO events and stuff mm -hmm. like that? Like, where you try to head to with that now? Yeah,
2: so Ego Expo is coming into our third. Third year, where it's going to be another bigger and greater show. We're pretty excited about it. I think the more that, again, it comes with experience. So the more that you do things, like the more podcasts you do, the better you're at, the better you're an interviewer, the better you know, like you can gauge time and experience and who you want on there and have those conversations flowing a lot more. So I think Ego finally like – Our business model now is getting teased out to be quite smooth. My whole team know exactly what they're doing. So we can jump in and hold that space for people. We still give lots of new opportunities, which is the most thing that I'm excited about. People are, I'm hearing that like brands are like, I'm gonna get to ego, Expo. Oh, that's so good. You know, like it's such a good feeling that it's like- You don't have hey. to chase anymore. Yeah, No, nah, they're like, hey man, because everyone thinks I'm a guy. You know? Ah, a sexist standards road, yeah, if you in run the a, industry. If you run, I'll show you the DMs on Ego. Hey dude, no love way. your stuff, man. Yeah, like, hey, SX
3: Just shatter their
2: Hey, lovely. That's
3: how you get
0: all the fragile yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't want to be part of this anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, but it's like, hey bro, mad respect. Yeah. Um, so we're now, Getting brands that are like I'm starting a brand, but give me two years and I'm going to see you at Ego Expo, wow, and it's crazy. like, no, you can actually start now. Mm, but, yeah. but um, there is a standard that we put. If you're if you're Expo ready, essentially, we want your we we want to set your business up to succeed, not yeah. to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't have basic things like sales and marketing, and you don't actually understand inventory and anything like that, we probably don't recommend <laughs> yeah. you starting yeah. at an Expo platform. Yeah, it's one. It's overwhelming. Two, you're competing against brands like Westside that mm. have a strategy. You're just going to feel Short, but not because of that. You're just at stage one, but yeah, they're yeah. at stage five. And, um, Yeah, so we try to like – we'll always guide them in the right way. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, maybe do a business course or fashion marketing course or something or like test out your brand and actually have a a year under your belt before you jump into something like Ego Expo where you're like, here's 2,000 people that want to buy your product and you're going to get left feeling really, really bad about yourself when no one buys your product. Mm. Not because it's not good, but you don't know how to sell. Mm. Yeah, You also don't have a brand or like a community. You just got a logo. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So-, so it's like, what makes yours different to someone correct. else who and also I has always, a logo? And
2: everyone yeah. will always say, oh, I'm different, I'm doing this. And it's like, I, I really respect that 100, mm. but it's like, what else? Because yeah. everyone's different.
0: Yeah.
2: What else is your selling yeah. point? Because I, I, we get a lot of that. We yeah, get it's like, like
0: your selling point has to be more than the fact that you're creative.
2: Yeah, because right. we're full knows. of creatives. Yeah. like, we're, we're, we are the center of creativity. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah. So. Yeah.
3: Would you say maybe heading into that kind of phase of like, you know, mentoring some of these groups or something even? Yeah, or is like, yeah.
2: yeah. we add that now in our packages. So when a booth signs on, okay. like a brand signs on, we actually help them with the consulting stuff. Okay. But definitely I think if we can, if I can scale the business model even more and have more time in right. that, probably having brands um go through a mentorship program yeah. and stuff. But I'm not a designer. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not like I don't have my own brand. Yeah. I'm just really good at executing events for it. Mm. So maybe teeing them up with people and pairing them up and stuff, getting them new opportunities. Like even anyone starting a business degree, that could help because Mm. people just want to go, I want to be an entrepreneur and then nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why you see a lot of the entrepreneurial rates fall off Mm. because they go and get really excited and they run on passion but they have zero strategy
3: <laughs> that's true yeah people yeah are running it's on adrenaline. Just, they're, yeah, they're adrenaline yeah like I'm
2: motivated so. I'm good I'm listening to Gary V yeah. and like
3: <laughs> that'll get you ready, yeah so. like yeah. and then
2: you're good you're like F this F that yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go do yeah. this yeah. And, and, then, then, and then you're like but how yeah
3: that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true uh, yeah because I think yeah people want to see more ego um, throughout the year because it's a two day event isn't it yeah, yeah so ego is
2: only annual at the moment yeah. we would love to we're gonna start I'll um, invite you guys we are gonna start doing um a whole lot more events throughout the year because we realize that it's actually on us as well we realize there's a whole heat, a peak of adrenaline and peak of motivation and everyone's super excited mm. and everyone networks and then and then it kind of tapers off and people lose that motivation and they're yeah. always like mel like you need to do something because we feel alone again mm. because yeah. entrepreneurial is actually quite lonely yeah being yeah. an entrepreneur means late nights like this doing a podcast after you know, six six back to back meetings and yeah. then going home and having the courage and discipline to then check your emails again. Wow. You know? Yeah. And that is my Saturday night. Yeah. You just gotta make that choice. While yeah. most people are having social dinners, going out, seeing their lit stories. Sorry on for giving you away. Yeah. Not <laughs> no, I wish. <would>. Not <laughs> even though, because I love this. This is yeah. once I'm here, this is where I want to be. It's your yeah. element. Yeah, like one no, but once I'm committed to something, like I'll give you quality time. Yeah. yeah. I really will. It's like I'm we not appreciate gonna appreciate that. Yeah, but I'm not gonna I've committed to it. It's in the it's in the calendar though. Mm. Like it's all scheduled. So if you want true success, start scheduling your time in. Mm. Start really blocking out. It's like when do you want to go for a run? If fitness is something that's important to yeah. you, go to the gym and do this at this time. Like you have no Daniel? excuse. Oh,
3: don't look at me, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's <laughs> lazy. So lazy. No, but it's like
2: you like no one has any excuse. And yeah. If if you like being lazy and watching Netflix and eating a bag of Cheetos, that that's cool perfect, too. Eh? But
3: you've got to
0: accept, that, that, accept
2: that that's that. That. that's what yeah. you want. Accept yeah. that. But look at me. <laughs> Daniel. We're trying to get this guy to work out. <laughs> I just see him have like maybe he, we should do like a flashback thing of oh like
0: a bubble man. of what he
2: actually does. That's, <laughs>
0: That's, me right now.
3: That's what I was thinking of doing right after this art episode. But uh, um, Yeah, no, watching Netflix and <laughs> 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 the trash. Yeah. Um your book. When's that That's coming it. out? You Ooh. have um I saw on I it. what's it called, published Mm -hmm. I forgot the website. Publishizer. Publishizer, yeah. There's all these different packages, which is cool. I've actually never seen that for a book release and stuff. So
2: what we're doing is, what that is, Publishizer is a crowdfunding platform. So you would see it for products for Kickstarter or GoFundMe. So these are these platforms have existed for forever crowdfunding. So what I actually did is did a book campaign and created a video, talked about my book, mm. and that was to seek and attract publishers to jump on board. Okay. Anything from traditional publishers, which are few and far between it now yeah. anyway. They don't, mm. They're don't. they not going to look on a website. But there's a lot of hybrid publishers, which is small independent publishers willing to take your book for yeah. royalty fees. So they will take a cut, but they're also going to help you distribute actually to them. it out there, yeah, yeah, and get it out there. And that was the main thing. I was always going to write a book and I was always going to either self publish if no one was going to. It's so possible now. Just yeah. jump it onto Amazon and you're like number one hit seller for yeah, one category
3: yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's um, better than nothing. It's yeah. actually out there. You have a book now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's the whole thing. But I wasn't doing it so much to be like, I want author on my title. Yeah. yeah. Like this is another thing because Mel does so much. So, you know, I yes. naturally. Sprinkle need on to, author now. Yeah. As well now I or can something. just put an yeah. author there. I'd love it. But that's not really the purpose. I guess the main thing for me, um, I built my social media platform from authentic writing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually going back to marketing, it's like I don't do anything that Instagram says to do. Yeah. Short <laughs> captions. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like aesthetically pleasing color I don't do any of that. Yeah. Like yeah. I just I put a photo up, cool. I don't look at then what the next photo needs to be. I don't plan the content in that way. It works for some amazing yeah, people, yeah, yeah. but I write essays. Yeah. Um, but that works for me because that's what my audience are kind of tuning into. Yeah. And so what I felt was like I'm – I basically created a blog on my social media and I'm finding that it's helping so many people. So if they can have a book that shit sits on their shelf, that's yeah. why it was like dyslexic. <laughs> me. But that sits yeah. on their shelf and it can help them and yeah. they can draw mm. wisdom and knowledge from my experience. That's amazing. Mm. And like in, in the world that I'm in with mental health and um suicide prevention, like there's a lot of self-help books that helped me, mm. and there's a lot of like Tony Robbins listening to his content. There are a lot of people that guided me, and some people might not go out and get those resources. But if I'm one of them, then I will be one of them. Yeah. And also, people listen to content in different ways, which is why you have visual, mm. it's why you have audio, because people might want to do a podcast and go to the gym. Yeah, not you, Daniel. Yeah. Um, but you might want <laughs> <sit laughs> right to <laughs> sit on the but now you want to sit, you know, and eat Cheetos and yeah, watch yeah. a podcast. Yeah. But some people might want to read because mm. that's how they. Learn, yeah. 100%. So, if I can give them access to that as well, yeah. that's why I'm doing it. Oh, that's cool, yeah. And, um, so the pub, the campaign's finished now,
3: yeah. So I saw yeah, that, the yeah. The campaign's
2: finished now. I had seven publishers interested by wow. the end of the campaign, which mm. was really huge because awesome. some people sold like 20,000 books and had two or three publishers. So, um, seven was like really good. I actually spoke to one today mm. in New York and he was just saying, like, you know, it really resonated because mm. again, he had. A story of suicide or affected yeah. him and he was like so that's what was that's awesome. what drew me to it but i'm like i'm really glad that someone on the other side of the world resonated with it and realized the importance of actually st- sharing more yeah. of these real life stories yeah. um because he didn't find words for it but maybe i can yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know and s- someone else is gonna go man i really read like i've read that and mm-hmm. i like this happened to me and i lost my son or something mm-hmm. and maybe i can share some of like what i went through and hopefully it can heal them because the book's titled the other side mm-hmm. there is another side, as as much as we don't think there is, yeah. as much as I didn't think that there is, there is another side. I've now found, fa- I'm really happy in my current relationship. I've got, a, have cr- got incredible career goals that we've just talked about. I've actually built something on my own mm. and that was all from pain. Like when you let your mess become your message, it's just,
3: it's... <laughs> 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 now that she knows of the, the sound effects. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um... It's Incredible, it's been an incredible journey, and I hopefully, when this book launches in 2020, it it really helps a lot of people. Yeah, That's yeah. the main thing. It's not books, aren't a money maker. Mm, yeah. anyone who wants to be an author and yeah. try to make money out of it, it's so yeah. probably not going to happen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we're going to support that for sure.
3: I'm, I'm keen for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm sure you can't. Oh, no, you have something to say? Oh, there you go. No, you go. Um, it's you really kind like of it. already answered it though, really. Um, but yeah, like why now was the my question in yeah, terms of the book. putting the pen to the paper. Yeah,
2: yep. I could
3: have just said writing a book. Like, I wanted to sell Yeah, I <laughs> love it, you know, yeah, <laughs> oh, you're poetic
2: man. and <laughs> literature. That's it. That's <laughs> what I, I study. <laughs> um so for me, I after Gus passed, and for the better of that first two years, I was like, every time stories would happen, I'm like, man, I'm gonna write a book about mm. this. Mm. Same as podcasting. I think it's yeah. like when you have these really good conversations, man, I should have put this on a podcast. Mm. And I never felt I never felt like I had enough credibility or enough Mm. story to write a book. Um, I was like, Oh, just wait till I'm 75 and accomplished. (laughs) And
0: And then people actually want to know. Yeah, And then it's
2: like, I've achieved X, Y, and Z. I'm super successful living on an Island. Now I can write a book. And the reality is, it's just not going to be like that. And life is never like that. Do it now. And uh, the people around me, especially Pierre was like, you know, you've got so many other chapters in your life. Mm, You can summarize these chapters, take the lessons out of that. And then there can be a book two. There can be a book three. Who really knows? Mm. But I know for a fact that in my 29 years of life, how much I've got already, that's worth sharing. And at least who knows, like, Really, genuinely, who knows when my time is up? We don't know. Mm. That's the thing. So, yeah, just, you can't
3: push it always. Of this, yeah, then. and that's
2: what we always do, don't we? It's like we'll travel later, we'll buy that thing later, mm. we'll indulge later, or like all this sort of stuff. But it's like really all we've got is the here and now. Yeah. So, if I can leave my legacy and contribute and have a memoir out of my life to date, mm. it'll change and I'll probably. You know, after I write it, who knows? At 60, I might be like, "Cringe that book." Yeah, it knows?
3: almost gives you a story <laughs> I was for just later say, on. Do even, you yeah.
0: like kind of fear that in a sense? Because it's like, I, I really enjoy like music, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I love creative albums. Mm-hmm. Like, if like I love like for example, Good Kid, Mad City, right? Cliche, but it's like because it's a story the whole way through, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, I wonder for so many artists or whatever, it's like, do you look back and go, well, like, <laughs> <laughs> why did I put that on the album? You know what I mean? Is it? Are you kind of concerned? Same. The with thing
2: is, at least they put it on the exactly, album. Exactly, exactly. So you'll get artists and all the time it's like, nah, it's not gonna, I'm not ready yet. Mm. It's not perfect yet. If you're chasing perfectionism, you're not gonna put anything out. Exactly. Why don't you put it out and they, let the market tell you if it's good or not?
4: Yeah. Like mm. what
2: you might not think is your greatest work. They don't know that. Yeah. Someone might really have needed those lyrics True. and that beat. Like yeah. someone really might've needed that. And you, because of you and your ego that it's not ready, you're mm. not going to put that out. That's selfish. Right. Mm. That's exactly
0: that's selfish. how I feel about Dr. Dre. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> 20 years for an album. Yeah. But with that, is that like, um, I'm guessing that's your mentality with the book, right? Like if it's going to be cringe, it's going to be cringe. But if I don't drop one, I can't drop number two.
2: Yeah. yeah. And also like experience, but also like, it's my story. Yeah. Who else is gonna tell That's it true. if I don't tell it? Yeah. If you don't own your story and if you don't start telling your story, someone else is gonna do it for you and not mm. in your words.
0: Yeah, I like wow. that. Is he looking at
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like that, yeah. Like, yeah, why not you, why? You know what I'm talking about. No like, one else why? should yeah. tell it. Yeah. No you one literally yeah. should take ownership of it. And it's like, you don't even need a book to be the platform to even do Correct. that. It's, it's anything. Like anything. Genuinely, it's but anything. own your own story. What I'm pro- advocating
2: yeah. for is like, if, if you just happen to be good at graphic design, then it's like, do it through that. If you love t-shirts, do it through the brands, yeah. like the streetwear brands. If you love music, that's it. Writing, whatever. Whatever your creative outlet is that you can shine. Like sometimes if you're, you know- if you're bad at video, don't vlog. Like, that's just not <laughs> what you're meant to do. That's cool. Do it in another way. Yeah. Sing. Do yeah. something else. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's real cool. Um, I guess. Yes. Like-
0: yeah. Just, just for the listeners, she mm. came in and she was like, this is a 40 minute thing, right? And we are like, I mean, it could be yeah, no, a I bit longer. We're at two text. hours now, almost, just under two hours. No way. Yeah, yeah no. Nah. this is a- a- good though. It's a- twenty, right now.
2: Wow, but like you can then chop this off into so many mini no, like, yeah. yeah,
3: I still have so many. My mind is all over the place and all the different questions and stuff. Wow. Yeah, like time flew by. Yeah. I looked down just then and I was like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> like, how is this happening?
2: It's going to be weird if this didn't record.
3: Yeah, oh, I've checked. Did we do a, test? a triple, triple time? We did one before, we but did one before you <laughs> we with. just jumped it because you came out of nowhere. Like, all right, it's time. Let's do this now. Uh, but
0: but I, guess, I guess we won't like eat up way more of your time. But just last question, right? Oh, just that's not. That. Oh, uh, you got something? I got you one each, more. You as each, well. each shoot, have shoot. a last like question. Daniel, shoot first, okay? and then yeah, I'll shoot. Like, nah, mine is an ending question. Just oh
3: me. man. All right. Okay, so Pierre, the man. He's he's the man. We're like, gonna end. Oh, see, no, he's this gonna be like. Um. Do you guys collaborate in any way? Because he's in the law um area. Do you collaborate in any way with your business and (laughs) stuff? Like how do law field? I don't know how else to word that. But like yeah, how do you do you guys do that? Or do you like to keep your businesses separate?
2: Yeah, nice. uh, Or your organizations? Yeah, good question. So we are um quite independent. You'll see a lot of our work lives being quite solo because he is. He has he has two law firms, one in Canberra and one in Melbourne, and then as his passion, he also is the CEO of Big Bang Ballers yeah. which I said is a global organization they're in 12 12 different countries and so yeah he does all of that and then he also has a talent agency called Young Wolf Management Jeez. where he helps uh, athletes and artists and stuff get opportunities and get deals yeah so he's got three businesses that are like wow. crazy sometimes we really got to structure our time together yeah. and then I have MCO of I have Ego Expo we do um I'm um, a mental health and Uh, suicide prevention keynote speaker so I'm out a lot uh, advocating for my message.
0: You guys are busy.
2: We're busy. We're busy but good busy and where we collaborate is everything actually. (laughs) Okay. Because without each other we wouldn't be able to go out to the fields that we do yeah. and be that strong and powerful and uh, like cuz we'd burn out yeah but if we didn't have that pillar to come home to and mm. that support to kind of be like how was your day and just vent to each other and then he helps me so much with um you know things that I don't understand and then I can help him with things that he doesn't yeah. necessarily understand we both come from quite different worlds in a sense where like i would never understand legal terminology and when he goes to court like i couldn't even imagine the criminal cases and stuff like i couldn't i'm too soft for that like Mm. you know in a very good way suits isn't enough to prepare you for this kind of area (laughs) no i'm like i've watched legally blonde (laughs) um but and i couldn't comprehend that but pierre doesn't ask me for that Mm. he's not looking for that he when he comes home he's looking to switch off he's looking for that sort of like light banter maybe we will watch netflix um but we will chill out in our own time but Mm. when i say collaborate he's I might be the face of ego Expo not that you knew that but like it's like I might be the brand behind ego Expo, but there's also him yeah. there yeah. and you see that very evidently when you come to the event and he's he's everywhere that I'm not mm. at mm-hmm. because we complement each other in a mm. sense that we don't need to be like glue It's like if I'm holding down the foot on the left side of the court he's on the right yeah. Yeah. and that's where that balance and that's that good. harmony that's awesome. comes through yeah
4: absolutely. Yeah.
3: All right, everyone, go. find yourself a Pierre. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> go, you have your question. All right, man. just
0: if you had all the young people in the world in front of you, right, what is the one statement that you'd give them for them to? Damn. build I them know, life? you just started a whole <laughs>
3: another.
2: Yeah, but no, no, that's good, but like, let's keep it simple. Um, I need to have like a mark. Yeah, the king. Like, <laughs> I have a dream. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um.
3: there
0: you say one thing as well. Yeah, I mean, um, what one? Not one state, like one idea yeah. that you would want to leave them with. Even
2: it would be don't, don't try to, don't try to blend into the crowd when you were born to stand out. Mm. Yeah, and that I guess blanket cliche sort of statement. I genuinely mean that you are so uniquely you. And there is no one else like you. I've never met anyone out there listening right now. If I had a million young people out there, I wouldn't be able to know each and every one of you guys individually. But what I do know is that every single one of you have a fighting purpose. Every single one of you are so uniquely talented in your own way. And I really, really feel that – just go find that superpower. Go find that power that's yours and mm. own it. Once you own it, like find a word that really resonates with you and let that become your purpose. There's there's so much good in the world. You know, if you want to focus on the pain and the that you'll find it, the negativity, you'll find it as humans, we're naturally negative. Mm. We'll seek it like, you know, we'll seek something bad out of it, everything else. But if you can be that person that finds light in it, that finds hope and just like figure out who you are and figure it out soon, so then yeah. you can start serving the world. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that's incredible.
0: I yeah. like that for sure. Oh, I like that. that awesome. Yeah, we appreciate your time. It's been amazing. Yeah, It's yeah. so you. interesting Thank getting you. to know you. so much. I can't wait for
2: this one. So yeah, nice
0: for stuff. sure. Thank you for going into so many stories and just experiences and
3: now No, we honestly yeah, appreciate your everything. openness as yeah. well because I know for some people, it honestly is so tough to speak on some of their past experiences, but this gives some people like courage and strength to be able to now also speak on like, you know, their own story and their own experience. Yeah. So no, honestly, like- that's yeah.
2: it. Go out and um, tell your story. Seriously. Mm, for sure.
3: Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to plug quickly as well? Um, I no, mean, I think we did it. Yeah, all. we plugged <laughs> it so yeah. Thank
2: you so much for giving me, you know, some quality time. I appreciate that as well. Um, yeah, if anyone actually values what I've said or t- took something away, please, like, leave a comment of what you loved. Yes. Um, you can find me on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, for any, old, like, oldies. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, come down to EgoXRO and actually experience what we were talking Our about, king, this immersive yeah. culture for yourself.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if anyone was listening and they did find anything a bit distressing or yes. um, a bit of thoughts come up or anything, contact Lifeline. The number 13 is-
2: 11 14, 13 11 14. Or, yeah, there's there's just so many organizations. If this has encouraged you to reach out as well, reach out to any one of us. I'm sure we'll be able yeah, to hold this space, listen for a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. you are not alone.
0: Yeah, for oh, sure. Slit. Awesome. Thanks. We'll catch you on another episode of the Disruption podcast. Yeah, we out.